Welcome back to I Did This Instead of Killing Myself, a stand-up comedy and lifestyle podcast I host out of my apartment. My name is David Baker. It's the week of November 29th, 2021, and uh, post-Thanksgiving, so I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. This is the first time I ever spent Thanksgiving uh, by myself. It's kind of sad, isn't it? I was just like in my place. I was literally sleeping over there. Uh, eating cereal and doing nothing because unfortunately my parents or my mom, my brother and sister all got COVID at the same time. Uh, so it's, you, I, you should be with family, but I, I actually didn't mind that much. Um, it was the first time I was just overtly lazy alone. Um, so it was pretty good, pretty good. And I got bored and, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but I bought t-shirts already and I got a little crazy on the ink store and I got a, a tablecloth with the podcast logo on it. So I think that's pretty cool. Pretty neat if you ask me. Oh, but anyway, um, I'm a little all over the place, but I'm excited to be doing another episode this week, uh, mostly because our guest is just an awesome guy. Uh Colin Keen is the guest today, and I uh, I really enjoyed talking to Colin. Colin's uh, he's been in the scene a while, but I've only gotten to know him recently. And uh, very uh, very smart guy, very quirky, hilarious, um, and um, he's got a lot of uh, interesting information in his head. Um, the first thing we talked about, he was from the Navy and he worked in a submarine for months on end. I love submarines. So the first part of the podcast, we talk about Colin's experience in a submarine, which I, I thought was great. We talked about whether or not Bigfoot exists. Colin thinks he does. So, um, we talked about some other conspiracy theories, talked about Legos. So we nerded out about that. Talked about Colin's day job. He's works as a lighting engineer. He lights for the stage. Um, and uh, Broadway productions, um, uh, other just any stage acting. Um, and uh, there's so much to that. I had no idea. Uh, we also talked about Colin's sketch comedy um, beginnings uh, when he and Craig Holcomb started sketch comedy uh, and also stand-up, obviously. So he's an awesome dude, really funny, really smart. And uh, I just, I enjoyed our interview. We went for a while. So uh, hope you enjoy that. Uh, before the interview, though, here's what's going on this week in local comedy, the week of November 29th, 2021. Uh, to begin, we have uh, Coffee Underground, um, hosted by No Expectations Comedy. That's downtown Greenville at 7 o'clock tonight. Um, get there a little bit early. Talk to Craig Holcomb to get on the list or Travis Thubbin. Uh, following that, Habiba's Mediterranean Restaurant, all jokes aside, hosted by Dante Anderson. That's going to be at around 8.30. Come on out. Um, on Tuesday, uh, no Electric City comedy. That's paused again probably until the new year, and I'm not sure if there's going to be a show. There might be um, There might be a show opening up on Tuesday night. I don't know right now, though, so I guess check my Instagram story if there is one, but... Um, Wednesday, we also have no radio room open mic. There's a music show this week. So the next show, um, at the radio room will be next week. 
Um, Jokes Out Loud at the Comedy Zone is on this Thursday starting at 8 o'clock. Tickets are $10. Um, And, uh, yeah, come on out and see the local open mic uh, comics perform. Um, And then this Saturday and Sunday at the Comedy Zone, B. Simone from MTV's Wildin' Out will be performing. There's two shows on Saturday, one at 6 and one at 9, and then there's one show on Sunday at 7 o'clock. Tickets available at GreenvilleComedyZone.com. All right. That's it for local comedy. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Colin. Um, Here it is. All right. Pick up the mic. All right. Let's do this (laughs) fucking thing. (laughs) So this is a real exciting uh, guest. Um, We got Christian Bale. You're an asshole. On the podcast. Christian Bale, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, God. I fucking hate that. <laughs> no, dude. That's a compliment. That's a I, great celebrity g- doppelganger to uh, yeah, uh, be known sure. for. Yeah, sure. God, I don't remember. Like, I started doing that bit because um, well, when I was in the Navy, when I first got to the boat, uh, one of the guys I was on the boat with was, was like, man, I just picture you just like running around like a... Like a see-through raincoat with an axe i was like, like what are you talking about he goes no one's ever told you, you look american like christian psycho bale. Yeah. christian bale and then like that uh that thanksgiving i was uh i didn't get to, i couldn't go home for that thanksgiving because i just didn't, couldn't afford it and uh and uh <laughs> the the wife of the guy I was having thanksgiving with uh, was like, you look like that guy from Batman. I was like, which guy? I was like, are you talking about like like the new Batman? Batman? I was like, the you, guy. I was like, wait, are you talking about the new Batman? She's like, yeah. I was like, are you saying I look like Michael Caine? She's like, no, you look like Batman. Michael Caine? Uh, is that the butler? Uh, yeah. Michael Caine is yeah. the old guy. Yeah, yeah. Michael Caine was, was Alfred. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I don't look like Michael Caine. She's like, no, you look like <laughs> you Batman. Was, I was you like, assumed she <laughs> meant Michael Caine? Yeah. I don't know. Dude, raise your self-image. <laughs> Have you met me? No, that's not a thing that no, happens. No, dude. Like, yeah, Craig described me last night as like the least assertive person in the world. <laughs> no. No, you should, uh, you should have swag. No, this is Colin Keene, for real. <laughs> but, dude, you were in the Navy? I didn't know that. Yeah, I was in the Navy for five years. So I was okay. Submarines. Yeah. So what did you... Was that, like, right out of college? Or, like, was that no, your right college? No, right out of high school. That was my that college. That was your college. Yeah. Okay. I went, to, I went to the Navy to get money for college, and then uh, uh, didn't go to college afterwards. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I started doing with, like, Greenville Tech, and, like, I was just like, I, I can't do this and work full-time, and I was already getting into theater at the time, and, like... Like working theater, I was like, I'd rather do this than go to school for this. So I was just like, okay, yeah. Did you enjoy the Navy working in submarines? I enjoyed parts of it. There were some parts that I could not stand. It's you know, it's part of the reason why I'm depressed and anxious. But you know, (laughs) it definitely fucked with my head. But really, how so? Like, what were you? Uh, well, I mean, I was underwater for six months at a time. That's pretty nuts. Yeah, like we'd go out on six month deployments, and like we weren't like under for the whole six months, but like we were out. For six months, and we'd pull in for like a week or two in random places. Like I've been to Guam nine times. Wow! Uh, and I've been to Japan twice. Uh, okay, but it was yeah. No. So what is it like on a submarine? Um, bigger than you would think. Bigger it, than you think. Yeah, it's still pretty cramped. I was on a fast attack, which was the smaller of the two that we uh, that the U.S. has. What is it called? Fast attack. Fast attack. I was on the USS Los Angeles. Okay. Um, How big? Is the fast attack submarine? Um, it is God, like I, something I would know the size of. Like, um, 
It's about like walking on top. It's about half a football field. It's about fifty. Okay. Yards. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and how wide? Um, I think like thirty-three feet. I think is the beam. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that would be that would be relatively yeah. cramped, especially if you're you're there for deployed for six yeah. months at a but time. But it's like in, like when you see like see one like going on the surface, it's like an iceberg. Everything else is what you see on top is not, you know, is the the least of it. Most of it is underwater. Most of it's submerged. Yeah. yeah. Is there any? This is me being stupid about how submarines are designed, but is there any um, room in the submarine where you're looking out into the water and no. you can see what's no. going on? That's all navigated by it's sonar. It's all sonar and uh, and like if we're on the surface or at periscope depth through the periscope, but that's it. There's no yeah. There's not like a bathysphere where you can see like everything going on around you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that would kind of freak me out. Because I think it'd be cool to be in a submarine where you could see out. Yeah, to like the, the water. like the Atlantis submarines. Yeah, like Atlantis. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm picturing. Yeah, or like uh, Star Wars Episode One when they have those underwater. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, ships. Yeah, no, there's nothing like that. <laughs> nothing like that. <laughs> uh, no, and honestly, you don't think about it. Like yeah. I can think, like everyone's like, I'd be freaked out about it. I was like, it's like unless you're claustrophobic, it's not going to bother you. And really, there's not many places for you to be claustrophobic. Like, I mean. I mean, I'm not claustrophobic, so I don't know what that's like. But like, uh, but yeah, there's two two times I can distinctly remember actually thinking about the fact that we were underwater. Once I was walking through the upper level upper level passageway, which is just a hallway, mm-hmm. uh, right? And so there's three levels of the boat, and uh, I was walking through there, and I looked up to our weapon shipping hatch, and I went, "Oh yeah, that's there." Because you just like when you're going, you're just going. What were you looking at? The weapon. The weapon shipping hatch. So it's basically just like a hatch, just like a hatch that came that you know opens you know? Okay. and that's how we would load our that was our primary uh, ingress and egress when we we're in port but it's also how we loaded torpedoes Weapons. and stuff on the onto the boat okay but like completely left my mind as soon as we were underway okay. i was just like oh yeah that's there shit okay right cuz like you're either on watch uh sleeping or work or studying or working okay yeah uh or cleaning or whatever and then the other time i was uh Back in uh, the aft end of the boat, smoking a cigarette with one of the cooks, mm-hmm. and uh, we were pretty deep. And I was like, "Man, you know, if there was somehow that like a pin-sized hole came through the outer hole all the way into into the people tank, that that stream would probably cut you in half the amount of pressure it was." And he went, "What would probably cut you in half? The pressure of water, the stream of water. The stream of water would cut yeah. you in half. If, if there was if there was a way that it was just holding like a super like pin-sized hole." Wow. Uh, that, that stream of water would cut you in half. And he goes, yeah, probably. And then we finished our cigarettes and went about our day. <laughs> That's insane. Is that true? <laughs> that the is true. Pressure that pressure yeah. could cut through a human Yeah, it's like, it's like with a, uh, like a pressure washer, like a water gun. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, like that's all it is. Yeah. Like, like if you have it, if you get water down to a pinpoint, wow. it'll, it'll cut through steel if you put if you, mm. if you have enough pressure. Um, yeah. And... Is there anything that could be like a pebble floating by, or well, the pebble? No, I mean be, like, like the, they're they're made to withstand a lot of pressure. Okay. Uh, we went down to what's called test depth, and uh, which is basically there's test depth where they like test everything, make sure nothing's gonna fall off or get mm-hmm. fucked up by being super deep, and then there's crush depth, which explains its own self. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, how deep is test depth? Test depth is 
Oh, God, I dumped all this shit out of my brain as soon as I left the Navy. No, it's okay. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't remember, man. It's it's, but it's it's fucking deep. Yeah, is basically what it is. Uh, uh, yeah, I like. I could probably still. It's weird. It's weird things you you hold on to. Like I could probably still identify, like fishing boats and trawlers and specific submarines if I if I heard their acoustic signature okay but i couldn't tell you anything about yeah. the, the stats of a boat <laughs> I, of a i bet that it would all submarine. come back to you for oh, yeah. sure if i yeah if i went back out i would do that mm-hmm. it would definitely come back to me yeah dude there's something to me about the ocean just how how well we know in, more enormous. about space than we do about the ocean right right yeah. that's what they say right and and uh it's so vast and deep and there's so much you know, unknown. And it's just like the dark depths of whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's just fascinating to me. So, um, I would have enjoyed being in a submarine. It might've tripped me out probably. Uh, you never know. What kind of work did you do when you were, I was, uh, a, I was a sonar tech. So I would sit, sonar I would tech. sit in okay. a dark yeah, so room. Yeah. I would sit in a dark room and stare at a computer screen for six hours and listen to static or whatever was out there and make sure we didn't hit shit. Did you, um, enjoy that job? Yeah. Was it relaxing? Was it like, okay, I'm, uh, I'm plugged in. I'm, if if there was nothing going on, it was absolutely relaxing. But if we were like on mission or on station or whatever, it was super stressful. Or if we were like in a very tight place, like very shallow place, or there was a lot of activity around us, right? It was super stressful because our job, depending on what you were saying, because there was four different stations, but like our job was to, as a sonar tech, was to make sure we didn't hit anything. Okay. And then like, if we were like in active combat, which we never were like except in like war games when we were like have you know shooting fake missiles at fake targets and stuff like that mm-hmm. um i would uh let me mute that <laughs> all good um uh, what was i saying oh um uh your job as a sonar tech oh, it was, when it, it, was, was it, could, it could have been very stressful and it was just like yeah, because like I said, our job was safety of ship. It was make sure we didn't hit anything, and then if we were in active combat, to like find the, find out how far the target is and do the math, and and then send that information to fire control, and then they would shoot the. That's incredible. The okay, torpedoes. so you based on the uh, the sonar, you could tell how close you were yeah. to hitting something. Mm-hmm. You were responsible yeah. for that. Okay. Like, and you could tell. How could you do that? How did you? How does uh, that even work? Based on how how long it took. Like so, you're sending out. No, that's the other thing. It's like active sonar is very rarely used because if you use active sonar, you're giving away your location, right? Okay. But so that's how active sonar works. The same way, like a cop pulls you over with a radar gun, like it shoots, you shoot out a a ping, mm-hmm. and then you calculate the time that it takes to hit there and come back. Mm-hmm. And and so that's how, how fast act, you're going, right? And that's how active sonar works, mm-hmm. right? That's how you can tell how far away. But passive sonar, which was mostly what we used, was. Uh, just uh, listening based on where it turned and the intensity of the sound because it came down. It basically looked like the matrix, right? It's how, how our screens looked. Uh-huh. And so the stronger the signal, the louder it was, the brighter green strip uh, the contact was. Okay. And so that's how you figure out range. And you just learned how to look at those yep. signals L- yep. and understand intuitively that means. Yep, and do the math. And, and you would have to do the math on the fly, like mm-hmm. in your head? Not in the not on your head. Like we had, like we'd have, so our, we had a screen here, a screen here, and then like, um, like basically a little table, and then we had like, uh, we'd put like, 
basically laminated it and so we had like grease pencils and we'd write out and do the okay. math by hand or we had like little calculators like wheels and stuff it's like well if it's this loud at this thing and it's this song right so you could calculate it out that way but mostly we just did it by we got it here this is how loud it is and then just calculate out like that that's incredible yeah um what do you think is more my brother uh, is a pilot um what do you think is more challenging navigating using sonar as a submarine person submarine submariner submariner whatever yeah. you say yeah i don't know the word for well, pilot. here's the thing submariner or pilot like, a lot of, um i don't know what they're, the they're both be. i think they're both equally hard in different ways okay right it's it's you can't it's apples and oranges you can't compare one to the other right okay like but don't they still use fins and stuff to like? Yeah, they, we have our fairwater planes. And elevating wasn't yeah. that a similar science to wings? Yeah. in the air resistance. Yeah. That's how like that's how we drove the boat. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, fairwater planes and rudder and yep. all that. But um, I mean, so but navigating is different. N- yeah, navigating well because in a plane as a pilot, like if you're f- flying a jet, you're going at incredible speeds. Mm-hmm. And th- in even at our fastest, and like we could haul ass. I mean. Uh, but like we're still not going we're not going as fast as a jet is going to go right of course so yeah. it's you know it's it's same principle different effects different dynamics right okay. like you put a little bit of a turn on a plane on a jet going you know mach 3 and you're <laughs> fucking you know into a wall basically right 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 for a, on a boat you put a little like you have to like crank it and you're still just going right right like it's sure yeah but yeah that's how fast would you, could you guys go um i can't say <laughs> really yeah that's that's confidential yeah hell yeah that's badass and that's part that's part of why i like just dump most of it out of my head it's because so much of it is confidential and classified there's right like, so there's no there's point, no point in me it. keeping this because people are going to ask me what the question you know what the answer is and i'm like i can't tell you what's the coolest piece of information you can share about um military technology or the coolest piece of information um shit i don't know like a lot of our equipment was like s- still from the 60s like we had uh we had a, a hybrid model uh a hybrid sonar stack uh-huh. so we had the q5 which was like like 60s, 70s technology, like circuit boards and all that. And then we had the Q10 for another half of our system. Mm-hmm. And it was all like off-the-shelf computer screens, Red Hat Linux uh, operating system and all that. Um, so there's that. And I don't know. I, I, I so don't, old equipment from the 60s was integrated with, with modern. Brand, yeah, with modern flat screens and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Like, I don't. I honestly don't know what what the coolest piece of information I could share is. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous because, like, part of it is, like, to me, it was. It's just. It was my old life, and it was. It was. I found it boring because it was just every yeah, day. Yeah, right? yeah, sure. So it's and like, anything seems boring when you're just in it. Yeah. You know? But um, to me, this is fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> one of my one of my favorite things that we would do though, uh, we do uh, what's called an emergency blow. Okay. Right. So. If if there was flooding or fire and we had to get to the or whatever when we had to get to the surface immediately, uh, so every um, every uh, surfacing submarine you've ever seen in a TV or movie where it's just busting out of the water and slamming down, that's an emergency blow. Okay, all right. So that's a real maneuver, people. It's a real it's maneuver, not just and movies. it's not just, but it's not 
used the way it's used in movies, right? It just looks more impressive, so they use the stock footage of a, you know... Um, right. If normal conditions, would you just surface yeah, gradually? Just, yeah, slowly come up. Okay. Yeah. Um, but if you stood at the furthest part, like the most forward part of the ship, the most forward part of the boat, while it was going up, and like once we broke the surface and started coming down, you would you would lift off the ground. <laughs> so you, the inertia of it going up, up as soon as so it you're stopped. going like so they they basically push all the the air uh, out of our out of our tank out, out mm-hmm. of our air tanks right that keep our ballast tanks that keep us level and they push as much air into it as possible force all the water out so it's just shooting us up as fast as it can okay and so yeah the inertia of just it was like a free roller coaster it was yeah. insane we just go straight up like <laughs> at, almost at a 45 when y'all are doing that are you supposed to be strapped in and like no, no you're still working you're still i'm I was still i would still be i would be sitting and my sonar stack, like this, just like, uh, okay. Oh my yeah. gosh! But uh, you would you could catch air if you were standing at the forward part of the boat. What's the longest you would be underwater at any given? Uh, a couple, a couple weeks. Couple weeks. Yeah, couple weeks to a month and a half. I think. So was what would you did. do for like sleeping and 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 you know? I mean, obviously you know the time of when to sleep, but like you know see any sunlight right right no you have a set schedule you are on watch for six hours after that you get off watch and you have six hours to clean eat do whatever cleaning you're supposed to do like that is assigned to you um any studying for qualifications that you may be working on or need to work on and then six hours to sleep wow Theoretically, never. I never got six hours. You never. You weren't able to sleep very well on those. No, I was sleep fine, but I was. I was always. There was always maintenance to do, or there was quals to work on, or whatever. So I was like, I'd I'd crawl in the rack and be like, and someone would be like, "What are you doing? I'm getting the rack. Don't you have X Y Z qual to work on? Can't I sleep? (laughs) Your commanding officer would tell you that. No, my commanding. No, it'd be like other guys in my division, just guilt tripping you for not working hard, or my chief, or. Uh, my my C dad specifically. When you get to the boat, you're assigned a C dad as mm-hmm. a as a you can't call him this anymore as a nub. Yeah, uh, a a non qual is what they're called now. For that, sure. Uh, so you're the new guy, right? Uh-huh. Uh And so you don't know anything about submarines. So you're assigned a guy who does know, who has already got his warfare pin. Okay. And is qualified, and he, you know, keeps makes you make sure you you keep on track with your quals and get your fish on time, and then, you know, you're uh. And then your other quals for like your division. So like for okay. sonar, I had to like qualify like the basic so- uh, uh, broadband sonar, which is the very first thing you learn, which is safety of ship, which I always thought was stupid that yeah. the, the newest guy is on the most important stack. In the- right. <laughs> and then from there you go to uh, uh, aux and towed array handling systems and stuff like that. Okay. What did you do for fun on the boat or on the, uh, on we the had sub? A, we had a... We had an Xbox. We had movies. Uh, I mean, we had like people would bring books or like you know, Game Boys or whatever. Uh-huh. You know, uh, people would bring their own DVD players and watch DVDs in their rack and whatever. Yeah, there were some guys who had some pretty sweet setups. They'd get like Velcro, Velcro to the top of their, to the roof of their rack, and then and like have this, like a whole like electronic like entertainment system in their <laughs> in their racks, and it was honestly. <laughs> 
Racks are like bunks. Yeah. 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 They were. Yeah. How many uh, people to a to a room? To a your, room. Your, well, there was bunks? there was uh, birthing. There was you know forward and aft, and that was I don't know how many. Uh, but then there was like twenty one man and nine man, which held twenty one people and nine people respectively. And it's just three separate. It's it's three bunks, right? So okay. it's Three high, and then so there's you know three of three in nine man and seven of three in. 21 man and did you get pretty close with like your uh oh, yeah. crewmates and stuff yeah. there were some i absolutely cannot stand would not let them hold my wallet but i would trust them with my life okay. like it's ridiculous there's some of them i fucking hate and then there's others that yeah i would you know die for they're like there's i still talk to a bunch of them t- today to uh-huh. this day uh, yeah, that camaraderie is pretty cool yeah like i enjoy that when i watch it in movies like you see crew members whether that's a submarine or in any kind of warfare or even space travel yeah. like when you're stuck together on a mission right. going somewhere yeah it's like it's kind of a cool it's it's a little it's a little insane it's but it's yeah there's it's the it's you know friends i'll have for the rest of my life mm-hmm. like and it's like i still talk to my buddy byron i call him like at least once a month really check up on him and like uh yeah and how long has it been since you were in the Navy? I got out in 2009. Oh, wow. So it's yeah. been over 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. That's uh, I feel similarly about my guys I played football with right? in college. It's a, yeah, it's a similar thing. It's mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a bond of, you know, you guys went through the exact same thing together. And, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know about military technology. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. <laughs> What do you make of uh, these uh, UFO sightings? Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Do you, do you know? Are you up? I know uh, what you're talking about. All the, of the the files that they just declassified. Well, there's and all that. that, and then um, the Tic Tac. Uh, oh the, yeah, that seemed to be maybe submerged in water as well as moving aerially. I honestly don't know because there's part of me that believe like, like I'm very like Fox Mold. I'm like both. Mulder and Scully simultaneously. Like I want to believe. It was like this yeah. is bullshit. Which like, one was the believer, by the way, Mulder, Mulder or Scully? Mulder. Mulder was the believer. Scully, Scully was, was the skeptic. Was, yeah, was a skeptic. Julian Anderson. Like <laughs> every yeah. every kid, every nerd kid that grew up in the nineties yeah. first crush. Yeah, <laughs> like oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was hot, dude. <laughs> right? She was hot. <laughs> she a redhead. She kinda yeah. had a like yeah. a bob haircut. She yeah. was cute. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I kind of feel like I'm skeptical too. And I'm not full on conspiracy, but I kind of want it to be true. I want it, yeah. I want it to be aliens, but it's like it's also it could also just as easily be, uh, um, you know, advanced like advanced prototypes that we have. Okay, seen. that yeah. was kind of my question. Yeah, like wh- is it possible? That I mean, anything's possible. We don't we don't know what's going from on. like another government's military that would be moving at these speeds. I mean. Possibly, but like I said, there's no way to tell. It could be, it could be an unmanned drone that you know they don't, you know, uh, that's, something that that's just moving weirdly, you know, moving weirdly, or was you know, I don't know, I don't know. The Tic Tac one is there is is pretty weird. Uh, like the 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 ones they have video of, like it's like it just could be at a further distance than they think it is. Right, like we've got it at this range, and it's but it's moving like this. It's like it could just be farther away and just bigger than you think it is, and that's why it's moving the way you think it is. 
Sure. Yeah. So those, because uh, the videos they have are like from the, on the military planes, right? Right. That are actually tracking, right? And it's at not a like distance and velocity. Yeah, it's not like 4K HD. Yeah, <laughs> the picture quality is horrible. Yeah, I think it's funny. Like these, you know, I think Elon Musk even made that point on Rogan one time. He said, like nobody like just took out their iPhone and took yeah. a picture because like the, these videos are shitty. They <laughs> can't tell anyone. Well, they were, they're not going to have their iPhone with them in the plane. <laughs> okay, yeah. Fair point. Fair no, but like it's never been captured on anybody's iPhone ever yeah. like it's, yeah. You know. So yeah, uh UFO sightings went down and like with I think somebody somebody pointed out I can't remember who that like the rise of phones on cameras and the quality of those cameras as that went up, UFO sightings went down like at at the same time. Like there's a interesting and in, they're like inverse graphs of each other. So because it was more easy to spot fakes, probably. With probably. I mean, and then, like, just, you know, it's, yeah, it's, e- like, higher quality stuff. Like, you can s- see better detail. It's like, oh, this is clearly, a you know, a Frisbee on a string. Right, know? right, right. I tried to create a fake UFO picture when I was a kid. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, with, like, the top to a pan. And, uh, like, you know, the, the, the frying pan, the tops you could put on yeah. it, it was like, it was silver and had a black top to it. And we just one day tried to like throw it up and get it snapped on a picture <laughs> to see if we could make a UFO. That's and we, we broke the top of it. So to this day, I'm pretty sure my mom replaced those by now. But Did yeah, she there still was like have a the broken, broken one though? I, I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> it was like the piece, the circle piece underneath the, the knob that you held it. Right. I remember that broke. And I don't think the picture turned out. <laughs> so it doesn't matter, man. Look at the picture, the proof of the proof of Nessie. Like it's the little Loch Ness monster. Yeah, it's you know, it's the fuzziest picture you've ever seen in your life. And it's like yeah. it's clearly a lake monster. It's like I don't know. It could be a log with a snake on it. Is there any conspiracy theory that you are close to believing is true? Um. Uh, Bigfoot. Bigfoot's one of them. Bigfoot? You yeah. think Bigfoot's real? I don't think... Here's the thing. I think Bigfoot's real. I don't think the shows of like hunting for Sasquatch, I don't think those guys know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> I don't think those guys are anywhere near yeah. catching anything. But I think the fact that there's uh, so many different versions of like a Sasquatch or a man beast all over the country and the world like ancient myths too yeah right like right there's like yeah. i mean there's the yeti in tibet there's the yaoi in uh oh, where's the yaoi um i want to say in south america uh and then you know yep sasquatch where's the yeti uh tibet tibet okay. yeah uh and then uh sasquatch and then you got like what's it the the skunk ape in florida which is the skunk ape? Basically, yeah, the skunk ape is basically just like uh, I didn't heard of that. Ba- one. Basically, Sasquatch, but smells worse. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not like it's like that, and there's not a lot of story, but like yeah, he's like he lives in the swamp, mm. this hairy dude, smells like shit. Like it could just so be he's a, Florida man. It could just be a guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it could just be the Florida guy. Yeah. So you think there's there's too many uh, I think that, accounts yeah. of something right similar. and the the uh, was it the Patterson Gimlin footage like the classic footage of uh, Sasquatch uh, there's been like uh, primatologists who've like looked at it and like no that's not a suit that's not a guy in a suit the way the muscles move under the skin like even as like old as it is uh-huh. uh, 
It's like the way the muscles move under the skin is not. There's no way it's a suit. Or, That's the classic one where he's like looking back. Yeah, kinda. yeah. Dang. And like, and like people are like, come on, they could have been a suit. I was like, but at the time, like the most advanced, like prosthetics that were anywhere close to ape like was planet of the apes right and those didn't, didn't look. look anything like like apes <laughs> yeah yeah like the, you know, like yeah, you could move your mouth and you know your eyes and stuff but like and what year was that it was 60s so that was 70s, original like, planet of the apes yeah like so the, those costumes probably didn't look that good no you've never seen the original planet of the apes i have but it's been a long time but you remember what i'm talking about what yeah. they look like yeah, yeah so that yeah. but that was the most advanced uh mm-hmm like prosthetics at the time and these two idiots out in the woods of oregon like (laughs) aren't gonna be able to afford you know rick you know rick baker level uh prosthetics okay rick baker he's a uh special effects uh prosthetics guy okay he did almost any horror movie you can think of he did the special effects and prosthetics for okay like between him and like stan winston i gotcha so you think Bigfoot's real? I think Bigfoot's real, yeah. So if, if, if Bigfoot's real, then there's a Mrs. Bigfoot and baby Bigfoots, yeah. right? Because there's, there's like... Probably. Okay. Yeah, as long as they've been around. And I just think they're better. Like, there's... there's For as a, you know for as developed as this country is, there's still a lot that's undeveloped. That's true. Like, that's true. you go out into Oregon, you can get lost quick. Yeah. Um, yeah, Pacific Northwest and up in Canada where most of these stories happen... Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you Canada ever, is the biggest country with the least amount of social of very uh, true. What's the population of Canada? Do you know I that? Don't know. I, I have no idea. I feel like the U.S. is a few hundred million. Yeah, uh, Canada's probably Canada has less a than huge 100. population density, but it's not spread out sure, amongst yeah. the you know the rest of the country. Yeah, because half of it's frozen. You know? mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. If you ever uh, are in a plane and, and just look out. Basically any flight path. Yeah. There's a lot of open space. Yeah. Um, not just in the obvious states like, uh, you know, Wyoming and everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Now, your day job now, theater. Yeah. Lighting. Yep. Explain this to me. What do you, what do you want to know? What do you mean? I want to know. Explain. Well, just um, like you said, you kind of got into that post-Navy. Yeah. And, uh, I mean... You light for the stage, yeah. Right. So any theatrical production, you uh, you're in charge of all that. I'm not in charge of it. I'm just uh, like here, like working like in town. I'm just a hand, and I like I can program the lights. I hang the lights, focus the lights, whatever. Okay. Um, Why did you pursue that? I got into it when when I got out of the navy. My brother was doing the same thing, at, you know, working at the 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 arena and at the peace center. And I was like, Hey man, you think you can get me on some calls until I just, you know, until I find a real job. He's like, yeah, all right. And I immediately fell in love with it. Like the first Broadway, uh, show call I did was wicked. And I was like, this is awesome. I could do this for the rest of my life. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so it was a Broadway show Yeah. at the peace center. Mm-hmm. So you were, uh, helping with all the lighting for that. Yeah. I was like, so, how it works is a show comes in, like trucks pull up to the peace center. We unload all the trucks. We hang all the lights, uh, and then so it, they bring their own lights, right? Yeah, yeah. And you for, have to you have to program them all, though. No, no, no. So they have it. They already have it all set up and programmed in the thing. But we have to like point the lights in the right direction. Okay. Right? So we have to do that, and then um, if you're on show call, you are either for an electrician, you're either on 
uh, a spotlight operator or you're a deck electrician, which is what I was on Wicked. And my job on Wicked was to refill this aquafogger with dry ice. This, this, so this you know fog machine with dry ice. Um, place this place a light uh, at one, at one particular point in the show, uh, and like a couple other things, right? But okay. that, they're all lighting related. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was doing that, and I was like, I could do this forever. Really? Yeah. What did you enjoy about it? I just like my favorite thing is at the end of the day, like standing on stage and looking at a set, you know, looking at the stage and going, "Huh, look what I helped do." Yeah. Like that is my favorite thing. And then just yeah. like being a part, like being a part of the show is it's it. I mean, part of that's part of it. Like, you know, that's really cool though. Yeah. Uh. So. And that that's that's. That's all because you don't necessarily get the biggest kick out of being center stage as no. one of the actors. No. You enjoy the technical aspects right. of the of the production and yeah. the production value. Yeah, itself. and I I like yeah, I like troubleshooting. Like if something goes wrong, like okay, I'm gonna fix. This is how I'm gonna fix this. And I like I like the puzzle. Like one of the things I said when I was when I was on the road with um, Finding Neverland. Uh, People, you know, I get to, we'd get to a city and uh, a local hand would be like, well, "Why don't we do it this way?" It's like, "Look, man, I get what you're saying, but I've put this t- puzzle together a bunch of times. I know how it works. Mm-hmm. Like, I, this is the best way to do it for this space." Because, yeah, sure. And so, like, so even like the whole putting the show together, like loading in the show, yeah. is a puzzle. And then, like, if something breaks, it's like, okay. So then it's like, it's good. this is where the problem is. This is where, yeah, okay, and then fix it like that. Yeah, and nine times out of ten. It is somebody forgot to plug something in. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> there was three cities in a row where my head electrician was like, "Hey man, I'm not. I can't. I don't have control over these lights. Did you plug everything in? Yes, I plugged everything in. <laughs> okay. So then I'd walk back to where everything's plugged in and go, "How's it working now? It's great. Cool. And then I'd go finish doing what I was doing. Uh, yeah." Uh, he goes what was the problem high impedance air gap like what which means it wasn't plugged in what did you say high impedance air gap high impedance air gap so like a a resistor a resistor like the the amount of resistance it gives is called impedance right yeah so so it's just it wasn't it wasn't plugged in into the wall (laughs) it's an air gap yeah you can't jump from the plug that is such a nerdy joke colin that is it's that suits you that is a that is a nerdy lighting specific joke is what that is yeah yeah oh that's great man dude there's certain people in my life that uh i kind of have a little bit of this wiring and i don't know what the what the temperament is but there's certain people i know that are just like macgyvers like they they just can (laughs) fix shit yeah they and they they enjoy the process of fixing something a puzzle or whatever Uh, my dad's like that i was just gonna say my dad's like that my dad can fix anything yeah like and has went went to college for to be a history teacher. Uh-huh. Failed out of co- or dropped out of college. Mm-hmm. Worked on the railroad for years, and now works on uh, uh, lawn uh, lawn equipment for golf golf yeah. courses. And yeah. just so he's a mechanic, but sure. for my whole life he's fixed. Yeah. He can fix anything. If there's a problem in front of you, like a, sta- a lighting related problem, do you obsess over it? I can and it, and that until it's fixed. Like yeah, okay, if, I'm if, thinking about yeah, that. If there's especially if it's like 
a something important or b the problem doesn't make sense okay. like if the issue we're having doesn't really like isn't giving me the faults that it should in in the like wiring and in the the boards and stuff mm-hmm. like okay this is the problem why okay this is fine this is fine why why are we still having this problem like today for example uh <laughs> like i was uh i was at the governor's school and we were doing the same thing loading in a show right but it's this is a produce a show produced by the, by the governor's school for the the theater kids for the theater students mm-hmm. right uh but we're still it's the same deal it's every show every show is different but every show is also the same right, right. uh so having i'm having issues bringing up these three specific lights and i'm like what the fuck all right <laughs> so i'm like all right making sure like i go through and i'm like all right that's right it's in the right mode cool and then i like pull the light out a little bit i'm like oh this isn't plugged in and i don't have i thought we plugged this in okay fix that still no still having the same problems uh-huh. so i trace it back all the way up and it's like and we get I go up to where this thing is like oh it should be passing that through that's not okay and then follow it back some more and uh get up to where everything was plugged in there were no lights i'm like son of a bitch because <laughs> we had just moved everything downstairs for uh for tech so basically right so that through rehearsals the director and all the designers and stuff like that can go okay we can change this and do this and this and whatever right mm-hmm. and see how the show looks before it goes live sure um and uh so it's like there's no lights and i look over and like and plug the thing in high impedance air gap yep. exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly I go, oh, man and like i said nine times out of ten something isn't plugged in right that is nine times out of ten the, the problem yeah sometimes it's not sometimes it's uh a, you know a bad cable or yeah you know, something fried inside the the fixture or whatever but sure. but that's why that's why anytime you call tech support anytime they like they don't think you're stupid they're just like this is the problem nine nine times out of ten is the thing plugged in mm-hmm. right like you're not in, they're not calling you an idiot which i hate when people get offended by that it's like what do you think i'm stupid like no but this these are the steps yeah it's like the it guy asking have yeah. you restarted yeah you <laughs> start turning it off and on again yeah, yeah. it's like these are these are the steps and we will get to your specific problem right? yeah so like when i call like tech services or it or whatever i'm like okay so this is a problem I'm having these are the things i've done right where can we start from there and right. they're like, most of the time they'll be like, okay, so let's start. You started here, but like, then we'll move on. A lot of times they're like, nope, nope, because they're in that mindset. They have to go through the script, right? Yep. Like, have you tried this? Have you tried this? Have you tried this? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> I know what I'm doing, man. I know, like, I, yeah. I understand that you have to do this, but right. what was your favorite toy when you were a kid? My favorite toy? Shit. Um, Legos. I had le- a lot. Legos. I had a lot of Legos. I'm asking you some leading questions. Okay. Well, I suspect <laughs> we might have this in common. So uh, I got the Seinfeld Lego set. I saw. Did you see that? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's over sweet. there, dude. I haven't played with Legos in so long, and I just it was so bizarre to me because uh, my parents got them for me. I, I felt stupid asking, but I was like, F, I don't need anything yeah. else, you know, and. Um, so uh, I got them and uh, I started putting them together and I started thinking, dude, this is going to take forever. It was like over a thousand pieces. It yeah. was real tedious. But as soon as I started like going through the directions, yep. I was like, I was hooked, dude. Yeah, man. It's amazing. I was up till 3 a.m. doing it. And uh, 
I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> it's like maybe I should be doing this because I felt like it was relaxing and kind of fun. Yeah. Because it was different to me than stand up. Like when I'm writing stand up material, it could go anywhere. Right. You know, it's I love it, but it's 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 like it's but, harder on me. Right. But with Lego you have a specific goal. Like you, right. you're working for a specific goal. And I'm yeah. pretty sure it's gonna happen. Yeah. And like you know, with anything just purely creative, like right. I was almost like, man, I need to like implement a therapy for myself <laughs> where I like get a Lego thing and yeah, put man. it together, you know, maybe once a month or something. Yeah, dude. Like there's, and they have like the architecture sets where they have like famous buildings from around the world that you can build. Mm-hmm. Like I built, um, I had one that was uh parliament. Okay. And it was, I mean, it was like what super basic. What does the basic. building look like? Uh, I, I can't, I can't picture Big it in my head is, right now. It's Big all, Ben. Oh yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. V for V for Vendetta yeah. highlights that they yeah. blow up Parliament. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which speaking of, I think uh, wasn't it just the fifth of November? It was. Yeah. Every that is like the one thing I post on like uh, Facebook and Instagram every year is, man, I was re- supposed to remember something. Oh, come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> that is the one. Remember, the remember one Facebook the, the fifth of November. Was yeah. yeah. I was like, ah, oh, man. <laughs> I did. Uh, I was gonna do this year. I was like. You see me with a wheel wheelbarrow full of uh, fireworks and gunpowder. No, you didn't. Uh, <laughs> but I thought that might put me on some lists. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> true. But anyway, your Legos, like you've... Uh, I mean, and it was like when I was super little, it was like Duplo, like the big blocks. Yeah, like, yeah, Duplos. Yeah. I had those too um, when I was really young. Um, I don't know. I had. I didn't have... Uh, well, I mean, I'm not saying we didn't have a lot of toys, but I, like, um, I don't remember anything that was like... Other than like a stuffed animal that I slept with, that was my favorite thing. I don't okay. remember specifically um, anything I've liked more than anything else. But like Lego sticks out in my brain yeah. more, than, more than anything. Yeah, I had, uh, I, I definitely liked that. Um, I was into football and uh, they didn't have, that that I was aware of, you couldn't make like football stadiums like pre-designed right. out of the box. So uh Connects, we I, we yeah. do those. You ever use Connects and uh, Erector Set? Yeah. I always wanted an Erector Set. I never got one. Uh, me neither. I wanted one so badly. Yeah. Um, if you ever have Craig on, get him talking about Lego. Those are his favorite. <laughs> no, I will have Craig on. He's on. I, I asked Travis. I got to get Craig too. Awesome. Yeah. yeah if you ever have uh, ever have, he he has like so he's got two kids, right? Uh huh. They have a box of Lego. How old are Craig's kids? Uh. 12 and 13, 14. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But like when they were so little. Still like, young enough to yeah. play some. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so they had like, they had a box that was their Legos and then mm-hmm. Craig had a box that had more Legos in it that were his Legos. Okay. <laughs> like these are mine. You cannot touch these. Those are yours. Like it's so funny because the, the more complex these designs get, they're kind of for adults. I yeah. mean, they're hard. Oh yeah, together, absolutely. I'm sure. Like that wasn't the most complicated one, and I was still like, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some that are like the Death Star, or, like from Star Wars, that are like huge. Yeah, yeah. There's a giant like, I can't remember. I think it's like seventy thousand pieces or something. That's the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, it's insanity. Yeah, and it costs like five hundred dollars. <laughs> like, they, like they have a Lego store at uh, Haywood Mall now. Yeah. And I was I walked in there one day and I was like, Man, I want all of this. <laughs> yeah. There's a Legoland in Atlanta where yeah. I used to live. And in and in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh that's uh Yeah. But, but yeah. 
I might give myself permission to go back and do it, man. My, this apartment's gonna look absurd if I keep, if I build a bunch of Lego shit. I'm never gonna get another. I mean, and here's the other I'm thing with Lego though. Again. Is there's like no, because here's the thing. There's stuff like Seinfeld. There's like yeah, there's stuff for like kids, and there's like Harry Potter and like uh, Marvel stuff. But there's like I said, there's like the architectural uh, yeah. thing. There's like there's all there's if there's something you're into, there's a Lego of it. Yeah. Like 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 you said, they have like the pre made like the, the designed uh football stadiums. Yeah. They got like they brought yeah, they helmets do have those now. And, like like you can like build a you know a football helmet or whatever, right? <laughs> it's you know Yeah. They have everything. Lego has licenses for everything. I kinda would like to talk to a clinical therapist to understand what it is because there's certain people that are into Legos mm-hmm. like you, me, or Craig, or like just yeah. they enjoy it. Yeah, there's certain people that are like, "What the hell? Yeah, like you this is a waste of nerds. time. What are you gonna do what, with this? What is the point? Yeah, like I kind of wish I had a guidance counselor <laughs> say like, "What are you into? Like, okay, you're toy. This is what you like to do. Yeah, this yeah. would be a natural career choice for you. Uh, it kind of sounds like you found it through that. Yeah. I mean, or it just lent itself. It just, to, it just I just kind of fell into it. Uh, mm-hmm. I. I dated a girl I dated a long, long time ago. It's like, you somehow fall ass backwards into everything. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I, I got started in comedy because while I was still in the Navy, Craig called me up. and was like, hey, you're going to start writing sketches. And when you get out, we're going to start a, a sketch comedy group. I went, I still have two years left. He goes, yeah, okay. That's two years you have to write. I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. So Craig started that. Yeah. How did you know Craig before the Navy? Uh, Craig and I went to middle school like we met in middle school wow yeah i've known craig for almost 20 years now. small world yeah holy shit so so you grew up here in greenville i grew up in easily yeah craig and i grew up in easily yeah okay yeah okay good deal uh yeah and so we started the sketch group called secondhand futon (laughs) and uh it was just me and him and we did a couple shows and then because he had a wife and kids uh we had we just couldn't like meet up to like rehearse a lot and, uh-huh. or rehearse or write our sketches and then there was one night i was at the irish pub we used to have an open mic at the irish pub on pleasantburg mm-hmm. and uh i was there just you know to support my friends because i was i wasn't gonna go up because i was a sketch comic and my sketch partner wasn't there right right so you weren't gonna do stand-up i wasn't gonna do anything because you know i'm not a comic i'm not a stand-up i'm a sketch com- uh, mm-hmm. comic and i was there with my dad i don't know why my dad was there for some reason um and which where was this mic uh the the irish pub on uh, pleasantburg irish pub on pleasantburg yeah. okay i don't yeah. think they don't have a mic there anymore. no not anymore like, no, no, no okay uh but i've known the owners of the irish pub for years mm, like okay. they used to own uh uh kirkpatrick's on lawrence okay they used to own that and it was called Dougal mcguire's okay uh, so they sold that bought the irish pub and um you know, watching a couple people go up and like, so like Tom Emmons and, mm-hmm. you know, but a bunch of, but mostly people who aren't here anymore. Sure. People have moved away and, you know, done, gone on to bigger and better things. Uh-huh. Um, and then I goes, why don't you go up? I'm like, I'm not going up. Craig's not here. I don't have a sketch ready. He goes, and I was like, I don't have any material to talk about. Yeah. And I'm wasted. Oh, you were wasted? I was, <laughs> I was hammered. Uh, and he goes, no, just tell a story about this place. Like, All right. So I go up. I tell a story about drinking underage in his previous bar. How like the regulars would go like, here, take a sip real quick. You know, whatever. Or like I'd go uh-huh. up to the uh, go up to the bar and like get a Coke and the bartender would like 
throw a little jack in there. Uh-huh. Whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, the owner of the bar is sitting there talking to my dad and he goes, you're going to get me closed down. I go, what are you, the fucking, what do you own this place? <laughs> and uh, I get off stage and like I said, fucking hammered. And it went, I think it, it went all right, but it was mostly like people were uncomfortable because I was like. Because you were drunk? Well, or? not because I was drunk. Because uh, the guy was mad. Because the <laughs> owner was there, right? Yeah. And, yeah. I, you know, and uh, I thought it went all right, but I was just like, probably, it probably was a lot worse than I remember because, right. again, wasted. <laughs> just like, all right, let's talk about this thing. Um, and uh, uh, Charlie, uh, one of the one of the other comics pulls me aside. I was like, how, how, what do you think? He's like, I think you did good. Probably not talk about drinking underage in front of the owner of the bar. I was like, good note. I'll take <laughs> that note. That's a good note. I love that you went for it though. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. I was like, tell a story about this place. I was like, okay. So I told a story. Uh-huh. Like, I had a million stories, but I just happened to like land on. Yeah. I thought I was one of the coolest kids in school because I on Patty's Day I would go I would go get drunk uh-huh. uh, at a bar. Yeah, uh, and not like go purposely to get drunk, but like be hanging around and like helping like, uh, uh, you know, busting tables and stuff like that. And then sure, like everybody kick everybody out at like four in the morning or whatever. Uh-huh. And then we just hanging around cleaning yeah. up and like here's a pint. Good uh-huh. work. You know. Do you know how much time you did? Uh, probably did about four or five minutes. Four or five minutes? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, but then like, uh, just went up the next time and just ate shit. <laughs> it was God awful. And here's the other thing, like, because I was sober the next time and like for the longest time, uh, for a long time, Craig would like come up to me and, uh, make me give him my watch. Uh-huh. I used to wear a watch all the time because uh-huh. I'd be on stage and just like messing with it the whole time. And he's like, fucking stop it. Yeah. Yeah. You had, <laughs> so a, you had that little tick. Yeah. Right. I would like, I would be on stage like with a piece of paper with my set list on it. Shaking like, really? Yeah. Like I was that nervous. Uh, Cause was the sketched comedy thing. The first time you'd ever gone on stage. Pretty much. To yeah. Perform. Yeah. Pretty and much. Stand up obviously yeah. is even more. Yeah. And like going up on stage, like going up and doing sketches with Craig was more comfortable because I had some, like I had someone else to rely on. Right? Yeah. That's what, that's, that's why I like, there's a lot of improv people that I, you know, I don't look down on them, but I'm like, it's not the same. Like, Oh, I'm a performer. I'm a, I'm a comedian. I'm like, no, you're not. You have, you have, a you know, you have net. one to five other people to rely on. If, yeah. if your joke bombs, right. Yeah. It's as a comic, as a stand up, you are by yourself. And your partner can even help you. If exactly. Joke, if exactly. your joke bombs. Right. Like they like, can make it seem like it wasn't stupid right. and do something else. Yeah, like what was it? Two? Was it a month ago or two months ago? Whatever. When Craig and I went up and did yeah, it. yeah, we I saw did, you guys. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, that was fun. Like, that was the first time in like ten years, and it was like, it was like I can't like like we need to keep doing this. We need to do, start doing this again. But it was like it's a completely different energy than either one of us up there by ourselves. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, stand up. It's Man. it's it's like I love it. I love every minute of it. But it is lonely, and like I like I haven't even like been on 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 the road as a comic in a in a hotel by myself, you know. Like, mm-hmm. but like even just on stage, you're like, all right, this is all me. This yeah. is like if this doesn't work, 
this is my fault. Like, yeah. Like, this isn't somebody wrote something and yeah, you know, or gave me a bad, you know, gave me a bad setup or whatever. Yeah. It's horrifying. I always start out feeling really lonely and I hope if, if, I hope it doesn't end feeling lonely. I hope it ends feeling like people are kind yeah, of... Yeah, you brought the whole room together. Yeah, like yeah. if they're smiling and laughing early, then I feel like, okay. But I'm yeah. never comfortable fully, you know? <laughs> I'm never like... I'm always aware that this could just go sideways at any point. And, and I'm, I'm, the, I'm the king of giving advice but never taking it you got to embrace that though you have no, to like I agree. you got to like lean into it yeah like, like this could go off the rails and then and then you kind of love the fact that it can go off the rails yeah. and even and love then, like, when it does and acknowledge it when it does acknowledge it yeah like, um i have a friend up in uh in jersey uh that I, when i lived up there i did comedy i did mics with and stuff and his it, it's almost like a tick at this point he would like say say something and like Nobody, just me. All right. Yeah. Like, I was like, I had pulled, like, he got off stage one night. I was like, Gordon, like, you can't say that. Like, you can't go, no one, just me, when everybody laughs. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't. Oh, he would do that. Yeah. He would, like, he's like, so I was watching, you know, anybody else seen, you know, Squid Game or whatever? No one, just me? Okay. <laughs> and people reacted anyway. Yeah. People just, reacted, laughing, that's whatever. That's kind of funny. Like, he tells, like, I, he's one of my favorite people, though. Like, He's, yeah. he's amazing. He's come mm-hmm. down here a couple times. Uh, he need, I need to get him to come back. You still a active comic? Still doing stand up pretty regularly? Gordon? You're, yeah. You're oh yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he's touring. He's got. Uh, where was he recently? I think he was in Connecticut recently. Okay. Yeah. He he usually does a circuit around like Jersey, New York, Philly, Connecticut, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, but. Yeah. Yeah, man. Stand up is. Uh, it's interesting too. Like I, uh, you know, I wonder because there's certain rooms where you kind of can get comfortable because you know a lot of people. Yeah, and then you go to other rooms where you're not, and it's like it's a different. If it's oh, different absolutely. Vibe. Like sometimes likability can translate. It's like if people like us at Coffee Underground, right? Then I don't always trust if the joke's that good yet until I go to a go to room like, of strangers. Yeah, tell the same thing. Go to like Doolittle's or go to uh, yeah Comedy Zone. Doolittle's is tonight actually. Is it? I. You want to go? Live, I live like, I live closer. I live closer to do closer to Anderson than you do, and I have yet to go to Doolittle's. <laughs> I love Doolittle's. Yeah. I was gonna. Say However, <laughs> well, okay. So here's the problem: they <laughs> they initially uh, had servers that would come up and uh, wait on people upstairs, which right. is where they have it. And then I think for some reason they stopped doing that. So then, you know, the normal restaurant and bar patrons weren't as likely to come up. So right. the the audience participation has shrunk some. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I hate to say it because come on out. Shoot. We'll still perform. I mean, right. We'll perform to, you know, I've, two audience members and eight comics. I performed to a audience of one once. Yeah. Yeah. It was like. And it's like, not that bad, actually. No. If you're just talking to them. Like, yeah. You're just like, I got up and like. So how are you? <laughs> and it was a mic too. That was the shitty part. Like I was like, this is when yeah. I was in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, I was at a mic. I was like one. I was like the last comic to go up because I was nobody knew me. Right. Uh-huh. I just showed up and signed up. Um, and like all the comics either went to a different mic or were just standing outside yeah. smoking, talking, whatever. Yeah. And there was this one person, one dude at the bar. And I go, "Hey man, how are you?" And he goes, "Uh." Just want to drink my beer. Yeah, dude. Right? 
cool. Don't bother me, you <laughs> ass. Yep. Like, yeah. All right. So I looked at the host and I was like, so I'm just going to go now. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like, and so I got off stage. I was like, or no, I don't think I even got off. I still had the mic in my hand. I was like, hey, man, can I like, if I come up next week, can you put me up a little earlier? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to go like in the middle, like prime spot or whatever. But like, yeah. you know, when there's people here. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's there's something I like about just the fuck it mentality. Oh, yeah. Excuse my French. But uh, my, like going to any mic and being like, I do not care. Black room, white room, big room, small room, yep. bar where there's pool tables and TVs or comedy club. Laundromat. F it. I don't care. I'll do it. Yeah, laundromat, Chinese uh, restaurant, anything. Yeah. Um, like, And just being like. Yeah, I'll what find was, a way to talk to you. God, I wish I was. I wish I could remember the name of the mic. There was a mic in Jersey that was at a laundromat, and I was like, uh, I, I like, I asked. Uh, I was at a mic like earlier in the week, and I was like, "Hey, man, you going to the fluff and fold mic?" And he went, "What?" I went, and I was like, and said the actual name of. It. I can't remember what the actual name of it was, but it was just like the name of the building or whatever. Uh-huh. And he goes, "What the fluff and fold mic?" I was like, "Yeah, it's in a laundromat." He goes. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, nah, I'm past that. I'm past pizza, pizza places, and <laughs> I was like, you, but you still show up to 10th Street. All yeah. right. He's like, no, yeah, it's my, it's my hometown. It's my, my home mic. Like, yeah. That's that's fair. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I have had, in the number of times I've gone to Comedy Zone, which isn't a lot to be fair, but I've had two good sets. Yeah. And. Every other time, I've just eaten shit. Every at Comedy time. Zone. At Comedy Zone, I I do not do well at Comedy Zone. I, I don't know what it is. You got to go back. I do, and, and here's the thing: I will go. I will go slay and, the dragon. I will go and do a set that worked last time at the mm-hmm. Comedy Zone, like the one of the two times, right? Mm-hmm. Or I'll do a joke that worked last time. Nothing. <laughs> not a damn thing. <laughs> Well, it's like the the hundred for hundred thing. I went, I was like, I got up and I was like, I've got a minute or whatever, however long we had, yeah, yeah. thirty. So, you know, and I was like, my comedy doesn't work in a minute. You know, I I need time to like stretch out things. And I think know. people laughed anyway when you said that, didn't they? No, no, no. They were they were they were busy talking. Oh, they were. Well, that mic was. Uh, I mean, it was, it was an, kind of a shit show. It was, and it was an experiment. And it was, it was fine. It was, I mean, it, it is it, the first part maybe went okay, but I think when people started to go multiple, multiple times, times yeah. I, it felt like we were just shitting on the audience. I felt yeah. bad because it was like there was no time for the audience to settle in, right, and latch on to what a comic was saying. It was like joke, yeah. joke, and then as the jokes got more, because <laughs> it felt like the jokes were getting more offensive because they got darker and just worse. Oh, Jeff, Jeff was just like. Jeff Thompson? Yeah, Jeff Thompson was just like, like, yeah. So Norm MacDonald died. And I was like, that's your joke? What the <laughs> hell are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I laughed my ass off, but like that was, yeah. oof. Yeah, I, I kind of like, feel oh, like okay. the, the dark stuff. Like, I'm a big fan of dark stuff, oh, me obviously. Too. Like, I'll go places, but I'm kind of coming to a point where I, yeah, I clearly sense, you'll I go sense places. the audience... Yeah, you didn't. You didn't feel. You didn't feel uh, the audience pull back last night when you did your nine eleven joke. Uh, well, a little. A little. Um, yeah, I know. As, I soon know. As, as soon as you said it, as soon as you brought up, like I knew exactly what you're talking about because I drive by it every day on my way home, and I was like, 
oh, don't, oh no, you're going down this road. Oh shit. Like they're <laughs> never, ever going to forget. That's granite. And I was like, fucking Christ. <laughs> oh man. Laughing my ass out. Like you were the last one up, right? So yeah, I, I was. Craig's like, Hey, uh, stand by the corner. Like, the, and I was just standing there waiting. I was like, <laughs> what's going to happen? I was like when, uh, yeah, it, it's not the same level, but it was, it was a similar reaction to when, uh, uh, Craig Holcomb just like, just tore, just roasted Bill to shreds. That oh night. yeah, you remember that? Yeah. Oh because, man, because what did it, what did Bill do? Bill, Bill said did he, he Bill was. Oh, and anyway, no, no, because anyway, uh, Craig's mom's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I had just walked in the room. I hadn't seen any of the rest of Bill's set. I'd been out smoking or whatever, and I just hear like this, this, you know. He goes anyway, Craig's mom's a whore or a slut or whatever he said, mm-hmm. and I went. Oh no! Oh, and I like sat, found the first seat I could and went. Oh, what's gonna happen? And like I haven't seen Craig go after somebody like that in years, okay, and it was so amazing. This, this may have been my fault. Wow, you told him to. <laughs> well, he needs a tag for that joke. Yeah, and the joke, he's talking about someone, right? And then the tag has to be. Oh, he was talking about this person's mom the whole time. And he's like, right. well, what should I do? I was like, just pick the host name. <laughs> just say the host name. I mean. And it's, so then that night, it happened yeah, yeah. to be Craig's it's, mom. But it wasn't personal. It's, yeah, and it's not a bad it's not a <laughs> bad idea in theory. However, if, if the host. Um, <laughs> uh, how do I say this nicely? Uh, if the host. Uh, has it really loves his mom? Yeah, right, 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 right. right. Uh, uh, That's a lot. Yeah, it was just like, oof. yeah, you could have picked anyone else, and it would have been right. fine. He could have like walked in, and he could have said me. He could have said, my, you know, Colin's mom's a whore. I'm like, yeah. I mean, fuck you, dude. But whatever, right? <laughs> but like, Craig's like, ooh. I was like, I saw fire in his eyes. I was yeah. like, yeesh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Craig, Craig is an amazing roaster. He's just, he's really good at it, but he hates doing it unless he's provoked. It's For sure. insanity. For sure. Uh, it's mostly because he's just so good on his feet. Yeah. It's, it's like, no, I, he is good on his feet. He's fantastic. I love, I love that man so much. I hate hate him for it mm-hmm. i hate it there's another comic. i'm jealous too dude because people yeah. like that are great at crowd work they're yep. great at hosting they're yep. great at improvisational material on the yep. spot so uh there's a comic uh frey ford moved down to atlanta and uh actually now lives in la uh what's his name frey ford frey ford yeah he's okay. an amazing comic he's hilarious um he would get off stage and would cr- he would like crush almost every night right every time he went up he would get off stage and Fuck you, Frey. Thanks, man. Because <laughs> he knew that's what I meant. Like, fuck you. you yeah. fucking, how did you come? Like, he would come up with, I think I don't even remember half the shit he came up with, but it was just like, he would say something like, God, and it would be something so simple and right. just like brilliant. I was like, oh, God, I hate you. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, so I shouldn't have told Bill to you. No. <laughs> no, it's, here's the thing. That's a great idea for a tag. <laughs> However, no. he, he could have picked anybody else no i know it uh, the bill like oh it, man it but it was just it. like it was it was just one of <laughs> the most like. amazing nights i've I, it was like yeah oh man so wait do you think that 9-11 uh granted bit is is no like, i think too, it's a good bit too edgy like, no 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 because I, I i got no problem with 9-11 i just thought it was a strange monument 
uh, yeah, and that they just the put it, and, and they just put it up too this year. Oh, they did. Yeah, it was oh, okay, just cool. this year that they okay. put it up. I didn't know that, dude. Um, they used to have lights that shot out of the top of them. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And I don't mean to poke fun at it. If anybody, no, knows it's those here's people, the thing. But here's the thing: comics should be able. I want to say comics should be able to talk about anything, it, but it's it's not that it should be able to talk about anything. Can, yes, yeah, right, and you may like you made it. Funny. That's the, that's the other thing. It's like people are some a lot of comics, newer comics especially, are edgy for edgy shit. Edgy Absolutely. Sake. And like, okay, you're edgy. You're not funny. Yeah. Like, stop. Right. Like, either quit or get better. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Like, like, I was that. That was me for sure. I was edgy for edgy sake because yeah. I didn't know what else to do. I, mean, I didn't know what else to get. But a you, reaction. but you, but you learn. That's the thing. Yeah. You you like, like you said, like quit or get better. Right. Just stop doing it. Right. Right. I mean, I used to go up and I do a. For like three weeks straight, I did a character called Melvin, and I would do the stupid voice. I'd like, and I usually, if I'm not wearing a hoodie, I'm wearing a button-up shirt, right? Uh-huh. So I'd roll down my sleeves, button it as tight as you could at the at the wrist, button up all the way to the top button, uh-huh. like make my hair as like slicked back as I uh-huh. could, and just go up and like, um, my name's Melvin. Um, my therapist told me I should come up and do stand up, <laughs> and I would do that for five minutes. Dude, that's hilarious. Oh, did God. it get laughs? I sometimes. Yeah. Other times they're like, "What the they hell tell is happening? Who is this poor kid, <laughs> this shy child that a therapist told to come up and yeah. do stand up? Yeah. Like, especially like, yeah, I, like I didn't, I didn't have a beard at that point either, so I was just like this clean shaven, like baby faced idiot, like just. Um. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there was, I was like, so I'm, I'm thinking about doing this character, and he's like, "What's the character?" And I told him Melvin, and he goes, "All right, man. <laughs> try, try it." What's the most offensive joke you've ever told? The most. Hmm. <laughs> Honestly, um, you may not have. You're a good person. I don't person. think. I don't think I. I've told uh, an offensive offensive joke really like the most the closest i've ever came was um uh like there was a time where like i was like done i was just, i was gonna quit doing stand-up right and i had like i was done with it i was like i'm tired of it it's just there's no like there's you know i'm not getting booked on shows i'm not you know there's hardly anybody i like in in the mm-hmm. scene like it's, there was a time that when greenville scene was not great yeah um and uh so I was like, I'm done. I'm not going to write. And then I was sitting there. I was scrolling through uh, some social media. And then there was this Tinder post. Mm-hmm. Or not Tinder. Uh, Tumblr post. Tumblr, yeah. uh, About uh, gender reveal parties, right? Uh, and I go, and it, it, the, thing, the, the thing read, the thing read, anytime I see on Facebook a gender reveal party, all I can think of is stay classy, cis people. <laughs> and, I, and I looked at the thing. The, the top of the the username and it was Gaylor Moon and I wish I was making that that is like the tumbleriest Tumblr username ever yeah. I wish I could make up something funnier but it was Gaylor yeah. Moon and I just like was laying in bed my girlfriend was like doing laundry or something I go why the fuck do you care Gaylor Moon yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ and like I like clicked on it and like read some of, of their uh, their other posts and they're like what does it matter? Like they're they're a trans individual. Like what uh-huh. does it matter? What's in my pants? People should just mind their own fucking business. It was like, hey, why don't you take your own fucking advice? Like that's as close as I got to like yeah. offensive. Like I was, I was 
telling it one night and uh i find gender reveals very offensive I, oh no no just the the like sh- basically shitting on this trans person no i get it. i get where your but, yeah, offensive but, came in but i'm offended truly by, by gender, gender reveal part yeah dude it's a waste of time Fuck those things it's so dude. stupid oh my god that is like everything wrong with society like is gender reveal party yeah if you eliminated yeah. those i think you know we got a lot of problems in the world i think just eliminate gender it would definitely parties. cut down on, on uh a wildfires in california did <laughs> <laughs> those cause wildfires there was a couple that were caused by wildfires uh, idiots uh, yeah because they were like we're gonna make a giant explosion to yeah. celebrate the gender of our baby i'm not thrilled about weddings anymore either Ah, weddings are fun. <laughs> I shouldn't shit on weddings because it's great, but I uh, the, oh, I've become a little I'll, more I'll jaded cynical. Wedding also. receptions are fun. Oh yeah, I yeah. love that's my favorite part. Yeah, and I get the ceremony too. But yeah. like, I don't know. Uh, Act like a princess for a day, kind of. <laughs> thing. It's, like, <laughs> it's my day. Okay. I used to be real romantic about weddings. I used to be like, oh dude, I when I was younger, I wanted like, like a big church, big Catholic church wedding. Yeah. Did you write poems uh, when you were younger? To, I did, to actually. girls? Yeah. Not to girls, but I did write poetry. I wrote poetry for, like, I was in, like, the the school, like, literary magazine and nice. stuff like that. Cool. They were all garbage. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, found, I found them recently, and I was like, Do you read them and feel like they're real melodramatic, like... Some of them. I thought some I was of them, super uh, super deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah I thought no. I was deep. Yeah, I thought I was. I was, I was talking about this the other night. Like, do you, uh, did you ever uh, see the movie Donnie Darko? No. Oh, okay. I, f- I feel uncultured because I haven't though. Donnie Darko, who directed that? Uh, I don't remember. It's uh, Jake Gyllenhaal was in it though. Okay. With the big, the, the guy in the rabbit costume and the kid who. <clears throat> anyway, I haven't seen it. I need to. <laughs> when that first came out, I was I was one of those kids, and I hate these people now who are still like this. I was one of those kids, like, oh man, it's like the deepest movie you've ever seen. No, no, it's not. It's not deep. It's not deep at all. It's <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like. There's so many like layers and stuff. I was like, no. I, like looking back at it, I'm like, no, it wasn't. Do I, you? F- oh, sorry. No, go ahead. That. Do you? Do you find that uh, since you've been doing comedy? Because I I find this uh, movies that I used to think were like deep and sentimental and moving to me, I think are the dumbest shit ever. Oh, I'm saying has comedy made me more cynical? Comedy basically? made me more like that's not really what the world is like. Like yeah, I was less. I'm less of an idealist now. I feel like I kind of. Sometimes I'm a little more cynical, maybe yeah. more like I prefer comedy now to almost yeah. anything. Um, like I think Inception is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. I here's the thing. About, <laughs> here's the, here's the difference though. Is I like the spectacle of Inception. Oh sure. Like and it's and impressive. the writing's really good. Like I'll watch something for the writing. Like it's like oh that was a dog shit movie. That was like oh like the you know the acting was awful or the the uh, um, you know. The effects were, you know, was it was it just looked like garbage. I was like, yeah, but the writing was really good. It just yeah. wasn't delivered right. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, it, it was awful. I was like, you have to separate the things, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, here are the words. The words were coming out of this person, yes. But if you look at the words, yeah, yeah, it I was amazing. You. But uh, are there other examples though that you could think of? Like, I'm trying to think of some that oh, come to oh, mind that are that are. Where you kind of people roll think your eyes deep, at it. Like, uh, since you start doing, like, you're like, ah, that was really cheesy. Um, um, uh, what's another one? Um, Schindler's List. I mean, that was <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love Schindler's comedy, List. Still. Comedy of the Year. Yeah, Schindler's was, List. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, no, I just had one and I lost it. Um, it well, was, I own Crazy Stupid Love and I'm embarrassed that <laughs> I own it. I, do you want to burn it? <laughs> <laughs> I own the movie. Take, I it, sh- take it to sh- a. You should. 
take it to a clay pigeon range. You should <laughs> whip my ass. Yeah, you should beat my ass. What do you got, crazy? Like, I have a lot of movies over there. Um, MacGruber. MacGruber, I don't hilarious, like Hilarious, dude. I like I, MacGruber. All right, I didn't watch the movie because I didn't like the sketches. It's different. I, I thought that, I, I, I understand that. 100% different. I, I understand that now. But, like, I was just like, the, I hated that sketch. It's like, it was just, like, the uber example of lazy writing it was like what are we gonna put at the end it's what are we gonna but it wasn't but it, it was that's what it was it, yeah but it was like trying to be it anything. was like what are we gonna put what sketch are we gonna put at the end of the night we need we need to fill five minutes right and mm-hmm. it was mcgruber and mm-hmm. i was just like ah it's like ugh, i hated it it was just so <laughs> che- and it, it was so cheesy oh my god like i and like for a long time i hated will forte I really I, for a lot because of MacGruber, dude. Watch the movie, dude. I'm I, I, I I'm, I'm gonna after we get off. I want to send you the sex scene of MacGruber. <laughs> oh, God, because apparently they almost had to rate it NC-17 because of the amount of hump motions that were in it, <laughs> oh, and they had to like God. edit around it somehow. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Uh, MacGruber, I was so disappointed it didn't do better at the box office. <laughs> My buddy and I, my buddy Eric and I saw it when we were in college and I was just like this, I'm so glad we came to this movie. Like neither of us were like, you know, we, it was just one of the movies that was out. We, we went to check it out, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. I, I will still watch Goodwill Hunting. I love Goodwill Hunting. So, uh, oh gosh, I probably shouldn't. No, say it. Well, I don't know if Louis C.K.'s new special is going to come out. Um, I saw him live. Perform yeah. a bit about Goodwill Hunting. Oh, really? <laughs> so, what are the odds? Like twenty people watch this? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but uh, I won't tell the joke exactly. But it it, uh, it kind of was the about the irony about how Matt Damon wrote the movie. Yeah, and how that's kind of fucked up because, oh, of course. I, yeah, he Matt gets Damon. The, he, he's this eccentric genius. Everybody's trying to figure me out, right? Like, and he gets he yeah, gets he gets the girl, the girl and yeah, and how he wrote the he wrote the movie like yeah. That was I don't even know if you, that made it into special, but uh, but yeah, you I kind of see that and then roll my eyes at Goodwill Hunting a little bit. But I mean, it, I, it do too, I do too. I do too. But they're like, I like I haven't watched in a long time. But I will go back and watch <clears throat> basically all the therapy scenes with him mm-hmm. and Robin Williams mm-hmm. and uh, um, the uh, when he's talking to uh, to the professor when. Uh, Robin Williams is talking to the professor in the bar about like about how the prof- the professor wants, wants to use him for his genius. Yeah, use him, use ride him, Jerry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it does play with some pretty cool themes there. Yeah, uh, there's a series on YouTube uh, by uh, I think it's My Little Thought Tree, and he he analyzes all the therapy scenes of Goodwill mm-hmm. Hunting. He's a clinical therapist. And, and what did he say about them? Uh, are they he, pretty true to? It's he said it's fairly true. Like there's a couple things that are like for dramatic purposes, like you know, crossing crossing lines that, that shouldn't be crossed or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but it it's for the most part, it's pretty accurate therapy. Have you ever been to therapy? Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, what did you guys talk about? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I actually stopped going because he he asked me. I walked in one day and he asked me about uh, sports. He goes, "So you like sports?" I was like. I mean, yeah. That's not what we're here to talk about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't care. I don't care how the Jets did or how the how the how the Bears did today. Yeah. I'm 
I'm here to talk about why <laughs> why I can't sleep at night and why I'm anxious. Yeah, so yeah. So can we go get to so that? So you saw it for anxiety. And, yeah, anxiety, uh, depression. I have uh, major depressive disorder uh, with related anxiety. Okay. Yeah. So is it something specific? Like, is there just clinical depression that's just, severe? Yeah. Okay, pretty gotcha. Much. It's, uh, and it's related to the Navy, which I, it was fun to learn. Because, <laughs> like... So through the VA, I had to like fill out all this stuff, like fill out all this paperwork and like basically. So get you see the clinical therapist through the VA? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but they're like, they interviewed me basically. So what happened while you were in the Navy? It was like this, 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 and this. And they're like, okay. And then they like go, like they sent me away, call me a couple days, weeks later. And like, so, um, we think that you're, uh, that your depression and anxiety are absolutely related to your time in the Navy. I was like, cool, great. Too much, too much time in the submarine? <laughs> too much. Too much. Yeah, spent too time much, in a metal tube. Yeah, too much stress around people I wanted to. Several hundred meters below the water. Yeah, too much stress around people I wanted to hit. Looking uh, at sonar screens. Oh, my God. For six hours a day. Yeah. yeah that'd yeah. be bad. It was. Oh that'd God. be pretty depressing. There's still times, though, that like. especially like, flashbacks and stuff? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Like, but when I. Uh, but when I first got out, I was uh, the girl I was dating. She said, "Like you sat up in the middle of the night and just started doing this with your hand." And she goes, "What was that?" I was gaining contacts on my sonar stack. Wow! <laughs> I was like, I just sat up on the side of the bed and was just doing. She's like, "What is that?" I was like, "That is how you." gain contacts on us i'm sorry wow <laughs> so okay so i don't mean to make light of this either no. so you uh so you had to unpack kind of that experience yeah. and, and how it was causing your anxiety and depression pretty much yeah. so what did you learn through therapy about how to like deal with it um i mean not I don't, it was basically like acknowledging like Acknowledging when intrusive thoughts or when depressive thoughts come in, acknowledging them but don't obsess on them because that's mm-hmm. another part of the problem. Is I have obsessive, I have obsessive thoughts. Sure. So like I would like go into spirals about like you know a depress a depressive thought or like uh, you know not I'm not good enough or I'm yeah, you know, what, the, yeah. What, the, what the fuck's the point of this and uh-huh. you know, so sure. it's like I have so I've and I'm still learning. I've got to learn to like acknowledge those thoughts but also dismiss them and let them go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah i mean i feel like i've never been to therapy i want to go really bad you should, i think everybody should go yeah like, i don't think there's regardless think now, regardless of what your you know your mental health level is yeah. everybody should go it's it's not gonna hurt you yeah right I, I don't think there's as much of a stigma on it now either right. like 2021 dude i mean yeah people will go to therapy all the time and dude it's a chaotic world dude there's chaos it's mayhem yeah. out there yeah like it, finding your way in this chaos yeah. is is in and of itself enough to produce anxiety um crippling anxiety yeah. really like yeah. what do you even do like right well that was like we uh, live in a modern economy you know who drew lynch is he's the the comedian that stutter he was on uh, america's got talent um uh, maybe he's got a he's got a pretty bad stutter but he he had a special and it's on youtube um what was his name again drew lynch drew lynch okay yeah. i'll look him up and he's got like it's like you hear you know just hearing about these uh these these new new depressed people it's like i've been a subscriber for years fuck you <laughs> yeah yeah now everybody everybody yeah, seems everybody to have, yeah everybody's depressed like yeah. well i mean yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. 
What are you so sad about? Like uh, the awareness have you, of death. Have you, have you, yeah. Have you looked outside? Do you know you're going to die someday. <laughs> Start there. Uh, and everybody else around you. The world die. is on yeah. fire, literally and metaphorically. What right. Do you um, yeah, I think uh, I've only done like self therapy in terms of like I'll go on YouTube and try right. to figure out what's, what's wrong, wrong with me. me. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have ADHD just based on the TikToks that I watch. Okay, <laughs> yeah, TikTok—that's crack for your brain. Uh, I have TikTok too. Thankfully, I don't really go on it. I go on it. I go on it in much. bursts. But there's like a bunch of like uh, a bunch of TikTokers that I follow that are like specifically talk about ADHD, and they're like they'll mention something. I'm like, oh, oh sh- you're consuming like educational content sometimes, and sometimes it's just funny. Yeah, uh, but gotcha. like. And like sometimes it's both. Like this guy Connor DeWolf, uh, he's like talks about his ADHD and like he'll say, you know, he'll say something like, uh, "What was it like?" Uh, it's like, "Oh, I thought you had a really busy day." I do. So what are you doing? I have a package coming in four hours. Can't you do? Well, why don't you do this thing while you're waiting for the package? I can't. And, and so like, that's a that's a sort of ADHD. Yeah, it kind of sounds like OCD too. Like you're fixated on that one thing, so you can't yeah, do anything else. Right, you're in po- waiting mode. Yeah, and it's yeah. like OCD and ADHD or have comorbidity okay. a lot of times. But like, and he just there's a bunch of stuff, and it's just like I'll watch one of his TikToks and be like, "Well, fuck, all right, I'll write this list down of something to talk about with my therapist now." Yeah. <laughs> like I need to get screened for ADHD. Yeah, yeah, it's so weird, man. Um, the best therapy advice I get is like like practical stuff, like uh, like a therapist that gives you tools of like how do you like where do you start, what do you do? Yeah, like I don't know. I th- I, th- I think I'm not, again I've never been to therapy, but I think some of it is like they just are there to listen. But I kind of like a therapist maybe give you advice. There, like, yeah. Well, and it depends on the type of therapy. Like, okay. You know, like yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, you know, like uh, I. I need to. I'm. I'm waiting to hear back from the VA about. Um, uh, what's it? Uh, CBT. Uh, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. Oh yeah. Yeah, and, and now yeah. that's where they'll like really give you tools and advice Practical and stuff. Tool. Yeah. Stuff how to like you know. That seems to be like how somebody like your temperament might respond. Like right. You're a problem solver, so yeah. give me some. Give me something tools to fix. Yeah. To, to fix shit. Yeah. With. How do I fix myself? Right? Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, I don't know. I've come to some conclusions over, like, I know what makes me miserable now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) being idle and lazy for too long, I'll be miserable. Um, that's part of why alcohol eventually I'll be miserable. It's just a up and down. That's part of why I got back into juggling over, over the pandemic. Juggling? Does that help? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, because otherwise I was just sitting playing PlayStation or watching TV and I was like, it's like, man, I, you know what I haven't done in a while? I haven't juggled. Anything. So there's something about juggling. Like, it's a skill. It's, it's a motor skill. It's like a skill, you're engaged. And it's just, but it's also, it's it's a form of exercise. Like, you're it, actually yeah, like getting actually. workout. Like, mm-hmm. I went out. Uh, I was juggling. I had got. I had just gotten my uh, knives. I have these, like, knives. And they're they're prop knives. They're not sharp at all. Mm-hmm. But they're still fucking metal. And they, they're pretty heavy. Yeah. I was out there juggling for, like, a half an hour juggling yeah. these things. And I come in. I'll get my, my dad. I was like, ugh. <laughs> my dad's like, what's wrong with you? I was like, I think my arms are dead. He goes, yeah. He goes, Why? I yeah. go, and I handed him one of my knives. And he goes, because they're, like, this big. They're, like, sabers, basically. Right, right. Exactly. And he goes, and he, like, flips in his hand. And he's like... It's not that heavy. I was like, okay, now juggle it for half an hour. He goes, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, stand-up's my therapy, too. Yeah, for absolutely. Sure. Do you find that? I mean, because, like, how do you feel before you go on stage? Do you feel like... Kind it depends of a- on the side. It depends on the show. If it's just an open mic, especially at, like, Coffee Underground, uh-huh. I feel... Not that nervous? Not, not, yeah. I almost said I feel nothing, but it's not that I feel nothing. It was just like, all right, it's another show. Yeah. Um, if it's, like, an actual, like, paid gig, uh-huh. I, like, heart's racing, like, yeah. you know, adrenaline's up, you know. Yeah. Uh, which I haven't done that many, and not lately, uh, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's still like, yeah, it's it's almost like the first time going going up again. Yeah, uh, yeah, I feel similarly almost every mic. Yeah, um, yeah, I see you in the back, like you get a little like antsy. I do. Yeah, I do. I uh, it's excitement more than, but like, yeah, I kind of I always feel like when I get on stage, I feel like I get a little more comfortable, and then um, and you've been doing it how long? Like a year, right? Year and a half almost. Right. So yeah, so yeah, it's it's the people like. And it'll you'll just get you'll get more relaxed, especially at mics. You'll get more relaxed and more mm-hmm. relaxed, and and then you'll be able to like uh, listen for the laughs and like analyze your jokes in the middle of the joke. Right? Yeah, like you know, there's times where, you know, like where I've gone up and like something doesn't hit, or somebody will laugh in the middle of like in the Had middle of something. Yeah, yeah, the setup or like just a random thing I said, and, like that wasn't the joke, but thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, or, or, uh, you haven't had to have, you haven't had to deal with hecklers much, have you? Uh, a little bit, a little bit here and there. Yeah. The more so people that don't understand that what they're doing is heckling. Like yeah. if they're drunk and then they're commenting on, like maybe I said something that was rhetorical, right. eliciting a group it. response yeah. and that's fine. But then I say something else and then one person right. says, oh yeah, but I like this brand of may- mayonnaise. Yeah. I have a mayonnaise joke I do sometimes. And I'm like, I'm aware. All right. <laughs> Shut up, dude. <laughs> my my go-to for that usually is like, hey, man, it's not TV. I can hear you. That's how sound works. Yeah. Like, and yeah. sometimes, like, if you acknowledge them and, like, like hey, man, shh. Yeah. Shh. You know, but, like, I don't like... If, I like I, to be nice, so it's hard. I, yeah, I like to be nice, too, and unless it gets obnoxious. Yeah. Unless it gets ridiculous, and then you're just like, all right, man. Mm-hmm. Like, and I will lay into somebody. There was... Uh, uh, one night at Habiba's uh, years <laughs> Habibas. ago. Habiba's years and years ago. Um, there were these this table of kids sitting right up front by the stage, and uh, <laughs> they were just talking through everybody's sets the whole time, and like weren't there for comedy, just smoking a hookah, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, right? And I got up and I was doing a joke about the BBC, like the British British television, uh-huh. right? BBC and this kid goes, huh, big black cock. I'm like, <laughs> and I, I was done. Like I, I already a, I'd had a bad day, and like I was just gonna like have a good, have try to have a good set at Habiba mm-hmm. and like relax, right? Yeah. But I was just already like keyed up, mm-hmm. and this kid, huh, big black cock. And I, and I went, Shh, like, like just immediately, like, oh, okay, <laughs> and just like started laying into him, like, right. oh wow, what do you guys like? 12 Who, who's yeah. buying the beer after this when you guys leave like you couldn't you know you came here to smoke a hookah because you can't buy real cigarettes what's going on over here yeah. and just like laid into them and like every comic in the room just stood up and just it was the Applauded. first time i got a standing ovation hell yeah from, dude from comics just going yeah dude and, uh, afterwards uh heath uh heath stone uh came up to me and he's like you need to be angry on stage more i was like yeah 
no man i've tried it it's exhausting yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean i know i'm good at being mean but i don't <laughs> yeah i don't like it i like a good colin rant man <laughs> for sure um yeah it's funny how audience members because like the comics applauded you and saved yeah. you but uh like when there's a heckler that gets put down in a general audience the audience applauds a lot of yeah. times like they know i guess it's pretty intuitive to know but like yeah they they don't want the show to be interrupted and they right. they don't like the heckler either right so they're kind of rooting for the comic yeah to assert his dominance or her dominance on the heckler yeah like like look these people paid money for this show yeah shut yeah. up yeah you know, like and it is annoying like if they're a drunk person oh absolutely dude because they don't they don't even know how disruptive and how embarrassing they are to themselves right like, it's just my favorite though is when it's a couple and it's they're they're both oh no 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 where it's one or the other where it's either the guy or the girl and they're like they're just embarrassed uh like the they're embarrassed by the person that's heckling yep. and drunk and drunk and it's like yep. are they with you and like nine times like there's been a few times yeah uh, where i've done that and i'm like is he with you and she's been yeah. like not much longer i was like yeah cool what's your number <laughs> dude <laughs> nothing would never do that in real life dude on stage with a microphone <laughs> absolutely dude have you seen i think you should leave with tim robinson yes dude do you remember this is this just reminded me of the sketch with the magician and he and his <laughs> wife he calls him up and then he like gives him shit in front of his wife oh and then he thinks it's fine and then she's dude. like why the fuck did you stand up for yourself <laughs> he's a fucking magician he just stood there and he made a fool of you charlie and then she's like, look, we'll stay together for the kids, but we're going to get a divorce <laughs> as soon as he's 18. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes back to the magician and they ask her volunteer. He's like, I'll do it. And he goes up there. <laughs> you ruined my fucking life. I make twice as much as you. Oh, God. Dude. Why the fuck did you stand up for yourself, I've, Charlie? Yeah. I just quoted I just quoted that whole freaking thing oh, for anybody. Man. But, like, That's dude. One of my favorite things. Like, when, uh, when Craig and I first started doing uh, Secondhand Futon, my dad's like, you guys know you're going to have to write your own stuff. We're like, yeah. Because we grew up quoting Monty Python and Kids in the Hall. Dude. And, uh, we quoted the state shit. And, like, he's like, my dad's like, you're Dude, gonna quoting have to- stuff was, like. The old school meme, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Well, that's that's like, how people exchange humor. Like. Yeah, I've been like, I've been, I, I'm not my like, my parents are slightly shocked that I like got into comedy. I was like, really? Because that was all I would I would watch, like Comedy Central nonstop. Like mm-hmm. if, if the TV was on and I had control of the remote, Comedy Central was on. Mm-hmm. So I was watching, you know, like Monty Python, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Every every you know. Comedy Central presents, mm-hmm. uh, Pulp Comics, Premium Blend, all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? I could quote. I used to be able to quote like the majority of a Gallagher special. <laughs> yeah, like it was ridiculous. Yeah, um, yeah. And, yeah dude. and my dad's like, you know, you're going to write your own stuff. I was like, yeah, that's how this works. Right. But we're going to be able to like. Yeah. Figure out our own thing. For me, there was definitely a jumping off point where I I did have to like be brave enough to write my own thing versus um, that was definitely different. I felt way out on a limb. Yeah. Like, but it was it was also simultaneously the most exciting thing I had ever tried to do. It was like this is my own joke. 
Yeah. This right? is my it's own like, thing. I this wrote is, this. This is about my life. And yeah. if other people thought that was funny, I was like, oh my gosh, right. that is so cool. Right. And the, yeah, like you write your, you, the first time you write a joke that works is like, oh wow, I can mm-hmm. do this. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the, my uh, clue bit. Oh, God. Yeah. It's, it, I wrote that and just like the first time it hit, I was like, huh, all right. Well, <laughs> yeah, you don't really relish in it. You're more like, cool. And yeah. And you kind of out of the next one. Yeah. Maybe. Then you're on the next. But like in your head, you're like, holy shit. What the hell? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then like now I've like added to that attitude of like, I hate that this works because now I have to tell it for the rest of my oh, life. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I think I added that. I think I said that a couple weeks ago. Like <laughs> you hate the jokes you told a long time. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, there's something weird about creativity. I obsess about it. I talk about it a lot on here, probably too much, but uh, I don't know what it is. You talk whatever you want. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but I don't know why. It's like uh, just a different part of your brain that's like trying to form stuff out of like nothing, and then yeah. when it comes out and it's something, it's, that's, just, it's just a trippy, um, like some kind of chemistry of the brain or something. Right? I don't know. Oh, I have to correct you on something on uh, Chris's. Uh, correct me chris's episode so there did used to be pews in coffee underground oh really yeah there used to be pews it was set up the same way with an aisle down the center but there were like church pews in and then they still do have like the the light that we don't ever use for some reason i don't know why um but yeah like up where that uh, tech booth is there's a light so was it used for like a church no i mean i guess sometimes there was like sometimes a church would use it but no it was just seating quirky seating Yeah. yeah Yeah, very cool. I was like, when Chris was like, "Yeah, I think there was pews. Maybe I'm remembering wrong." Like, it's like, it, like your whole thing was like, "Well, I mean, it's set up like a church, kind of." I was like, "No, no." I was like, listening to the thing. I was like, "No, there were pews there. I remember specifically." Pews. I appreciate uh, you. There was a, uh, and then there was like these weird, uh, uh, f- like facade things that like were painted black and like looked like they were supposed to be. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember. They were like basically arches, yeah. right? And there was comedians like, uh, "Welcome to uh, Prince's Weird Penis Wonderland." <laughs> it was like the back, the the you know, the back was purple, but then it was black, and it yeah. was just like, it, like yeah, it didn't. It doesn't look much different, but it still looked pretty different. Yeah, like it was funny though. Like people, like you could tell when people were getting up to leave because like the creak of the pews getting as oh they got up. yeah yeah now you can kind of sneak out it's pretty quiet those chairs yeah. and the carpeting right you can kind of sneak in and out of there pretty good coffee underground's great man i love it It is a cool ass room and i actually didn't appreciate it until people started coming back because yeah. w- there was a time we would go and it was just comics. during the pandemic yep. even like it was just comics but there were only a couple of comics right like i remember travis hosting one night and he's like this is gonna hurt it's gonna be bad. Yeah, you might be thinking that no, it might not be, but it's gonna be it's bad. bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be bad. They're well, like, that's how it was when we first when it first started. Yeah, like I've been doing that room pretty much since it started, like within a month or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we used to do it out in the gallery, which was outside of the theater. Okay, uh, right, it, right next to it. Yeah, where oh. like where we all hang out before we go in. Yeah, that's like there's a curtain and then yeah. those tables back in there. Yep. Yeah, that's where we we used to do it there, and then somehow. We convinced Dana to let us use the theater. Mm-hmm. And, Theater's uh, way better. Oh, yeah. It's great. Um, but, yeah. It, and that's what it used to be. It used to be just the comics and, like, mm-hmm. maybe, like, the you know, a comic's girlfriend or two, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. 
and then you know we started getting people in and doing shows and yeah. it was but yeah it's some of my favorite some of my favorite sets though are just when it's just comics like when we do the the mic here sure like just like all right let me, <laughs> let me Well, you're saying the rooftop the, the rooftop one? yeah oh. That was so much fun. Dude, I hated that. <laughs> Did you really? No, I liked it. And I will do it again. But it's like, just when stressful, it gets warmer. Right? Um, yeah, or maybe when Doolittles, if they continue to do it, we have to find a different night. Yeah. But uh, yeah, hosting this rooftop mic. Uh, I never hosted my own mic before. And it was my friends. Yeah. Like when my real friends would show up, because half the time they're too cheap to pay a ticket to Comedy Zone. Yeah. See, my, see like a real... And they won't come out on Monday where it's free? Right. Well, they, yeah, I don't know. I don't invite them a lot, to be fair to them. Because <laughs> Monday I'm usually trying brand new shit that I have yeah. no idea it's going to work. But uh, yeah, those Tuesdays, I would be like, oh, I'd be like, this is awkward. And then like I would bomb my host set. And then I'd be like, <laughs> my friends just think I'm, I'm a dog shit stand-up. I'm like... They laugh sometimes. I swear to God, like well, this is thing, an open though, air. Like it's open. It's open air. It's only comics, really, and your friends. Uh-huh. You know, so like that's what my anytime it's just I mean, comics. I uh, want to do it again because it's a brutal environment. It's great. That's part but, of why I moved like up to New York. When I moved up to Jersey, was like I felt like I was getting too comfortable in Greenville. Mm-hmm. And I was like. I need to go somewhere where they're going to kick my ass, where they're right. going to ground me. So I didn't know this. Dirt. You moved to Jersey to do stand-up? I moved to Jersey for work. Um, uh, I was w- like to do, I was working in, uh, uh, working in a rental shop doing repairs on the lighting fixtures that people okay. hang and stuff like that. I moved up there. Uh, I was living with my uncle, but also I was living a half hour train ride away from the city. Okay. So I would take train into the city, do mics at the pit and whatever, but also do mics around. How would that go? Uh, the pit was, it would do like, you would do like three minutes and it was like, it was like $5 for three minutes or whatever. Okay. Right. Um, and it's, it was hard. It was yeah. real hard. And it was again, mostly, mostly comics. Mm-hmm. And so like I start out like anytime there's a, a room just of comics. I started my set with like, that's ah, just a room full of. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Comics don't laugh, and if they do, it's because either you're being, like, you're roasting somebody, like roasting shit out of somebody, or you're mm-hmm. fucking up bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're just laughing at how bad your set is. Yeah. Uh, there's a mic in uh, in Chicago called the Trigger Warning Open. Okay. Mic, and it's kind of in the round, like it's just a circle of ch- chairs. There's a DJ that has like a sound pad, like a. Uh, uh, soundboard and then you get up and <clears throat> sometimes you do material and sometimes you just shit on the other comics yeah and like if you're doing bad the the, the dj will like hit a soundboard and just be like like uh, uh like jalen was doing uh a couple yeah. weeks ago and just mm-hmm. like you know you know like burner, burner, yeah, you know, yeah you know just or like oh that uh, is so so crushing he also had the sound the uh one on the soundboard he had um finish him from mortal Kombat, yeah and like because uh this guy got up and was just like just roasting roasting this kid uh-huh. like uh and like he stopped for a second to take a breath and the, and the, the dj went finish him <laughs> and, then, and, he, and he's like okay and then just said one last thing and like like just told like cut this kid in half with his words oh my god it was it was it was incredible they have they've prided themselves on the fact that they've made at least three comics quit wow comedy for good <laughs> yeah yeah well they were pussies then if they quit yeah oh man it was it was one of my but it was one of my favorite mics mm-hmm. like i 
Sometimes I just love being mean. Like I love roasting for roasting sake. Dude, I was going to compliment you because <laughs> this uh you at Whitney Rainer's going away party. Yeah. You got on stage and roasted people and I had never um I've never seen you that way. And it was <laughs> it was hilarious. It was hilarious. You tore Bill apart. You had some good ones for me. I don't even remember all the roasts you had, but I remember thinking, holy shit. I remember when God, I you had... You just roast people every time you go. I, I've thought about it. Uh, I got off the stage and Jalen's like, you need to do more roasts. I was like, put more roasts on and I'll do them. He's like, yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, what did I say about Jeff? I said Jeff was like, Jeff, uh, Jeff looks like everybody's friendly uncle but gives off the creepy uncle vibe. <laughs> uh, 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 what did I say about Cassandra Jane? Uh, oh, tits aren't a personality. Tits aren't a personality. <laughs> yes. Yes. I really wish Bill had been there though. Like I, Bill I, I, wasn't there. Yeah. yeah he wasn't he there was... yet. And I was so pissed. Cause I was like, Oh man, like I had some good shit. And then like everybody else, like uh, Rory and all that was like, I don't know you guys. So, yeah, <laughs> I can't yeah. roast you if I don't know you. Like, if you've been doing comedy for less than six months, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You said that to everybody else. I said that up from the stage. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, I was like, if you're, you're not. If you're doing comedy for less than six months, you're not worth my time to roast. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Have you ever seen Liar Liar? Yes. Remember the guy's name? He can't remember. He he. <laughs> hey man, he's like, hey, you're not important enough to remember. It's <laughs> like a six month and under comedy. Oh gosh. Uh, yeah, dude. I remember those. Yeah. What was your roast of uh, Whitney? Uh, Whitney. Oh, it was like, um, it's like just what, uh, just what LA, you're just what LA needs. Another uh, neurotic black chested woman who thinks she's funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what LA stand up needs. Good job, Whitney. <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 that's, that's original. <laughs> I'm, I I hate that I I hate that I'm I'm good at it. It's one of these was like, I was like, you're really good at being mean. I was like, I know, and I don't like it because yeah. and here's here's why. It's because I grew up nerdy and got bullied a lot, so I learned to defend myself yeah. with words. So yeah. like I can like, I I find like, you know, your biggest insecurity and just shine a spotlight Hell on yeah. it. Like that's how that's how there, I got out of there, fights. You've been there yourself. Oh yeah, yeah. That's how I got out of fights. Like I would get picked on about like, you know, especially about like growing up in the South. I was Catholic, right? And so I'd grow up Catholic. And my so my preacher said, "You're going to hell." I'm like, uh, I don't know that your preachers read the Bible. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? It's like, what 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 have you read? Like, I went to my priest at one point and was like, "Father, I need more books on the Catechism." And he thought he was he thought he had like, "Yes, I got one of the Keen boys. It's going to be a priest." No, no, no. I need to defend myself against idiots at school. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Why do you worship Mary? We don't. We don't worship Mary. Yeah. We think she's important. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how far uh, it's come since I don't think most Christians would condemn Catholic or like. Well, my whole thing was other like. Other denominations. I kind yeah. of feel like Christianity now is kind of all yeah. melded together. I don't know yeah. that anybody would say a Catholic's going to hell based on doctrine uh, well uh there's still bob jones bob jones still exists really <laughs> yeah. so uh todd a davis thinks you're going to hell yeah <laughs> but like uh i mean shit you know. no well probably not for being catholic probably for other reasons oh <laughs> uh, i love kidding. todd i haven't no, seen him in a long time yeah i was glad to see him on the on your podcast yeah um no, but it was like, you know, people were like, well, Catholics aren't Christians. I was like, yes, we, yes, we are. We're yeah, the first yeah. Christians. Like, what do you think is on the cross? Yeah. <laughs> like, 
It's like, yeah, without Catholics, Baptists wouldn't exist. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? Like, I called somebody Protestant. I was like, I'm not Protestant. I'm Baptist. I'm like, well, you don't understand set subset relationships. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, you don't understand hierarchies huh? or, or org charts. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Oh man, that was one of my favorite things. Like, you don't understand set subset relationships. They're like, what? I was like, <laughs> okay. I I used my intelligence as a weapon, and it got me in trouble a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't make me a lot of friends. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you want to do with your? Uh, do you want to continue doing what you're doing now with your uh, with lighting? And stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything else you'd like to do in that capacity? I have literally no idea. I would like to get back on the road and like. tour uh, and and be a, an electrician on the road again. Uh, that was fun. Uh, uh, and it, and the money is great there. Um, uh-huh. I, but then I also like, if that doesn't work out, I'd like to you know get a, a house gig here in, yeah. in Greenville. And you know, are you still? Are you, do you have a house gig here at at the Peace Center? Or no, is it I work. Like I work freelance. Yeah, you're a freelance. Yeah. Okay, that's badass. Actually, yeah, I work. You know, uh, actually have tomorrow. No, Friday. Friday, I have to go to some storage unit in like. Pelzer, I think, and work on these moving lights for uh, Carolina Ballet Theater. Okay. Yeah, my buddy called me up. I was like, hey, can you do maintenance on these lights? I was like, yeah. Here's my day rate. He's like, okay, I'm going to pass you on to Hernan, who's this, the Argentinian guy. He, he's the artistic director for uh, CBT. And I go, oh, great. Because <laughs> yeah. he, he is awful at explaining things. I've known I've known the man for years. And he's like, every time I meet him, it's a, every time I see him, I'm meeting him for the first time. What is this? His name, uh, uh, he's the artistic director for Carolina Ballet Theater. Okay. He's uh, Iranian? No, he's Argentinian. Argentinian. Yeah. So you're racist against Hispanic people? No. No, he just has a very thick accent <laughs> and he does kidding. not and he just... does not explain things very well. I don't know that that's a Argentinian thing. Pablo. I think I think that's an Hernan thing is what I think. Pablo uh, mas despacio. <laughs> Por favor. <laughs> Por favor. No, um no, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it was it was so it's it, all freelance work. Yeah, it's all like I mean I have like uh like uh 1099s and and a couple W2s with places around town but yeah. like yeah, it's mostly just. And you like, feel pretty comfortable. You're able to pay your bills like that, yeah, and yeah. dude, that's awesome. That in of itself is great. Like, yeah, your own, I mean, like during the during the whole the height of the pandemic and everything, I was struggling. Yeah, that's why I moved back here. Like I was living in Chicago, and I was like, oh I, shit, you were living in Chicago during the or before the pandemic? Yeah, for like two years. Oh damn. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, was, I should have done more homework on it. Sorry, <laughs> that's <like>, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was living up there. I went up there again for work. Uh. Lost the job that I went up there for, um, and then was working freelance. And I had like, I had three months of work lined up uh, for like uh, the Chicago Shakespeare Theater and a couple other theaters around town, uh-huh. around around the city. And then like, yeah, March thirteenth, they're like, "Hey, man, uh, we're gonna shut down." I was like, literally working on a piece of equipment. He's like, "You should put that down." I was like, "Oh, okay, I see what's happening." So I'm gonna go back to South Carolina. March thirteenth, twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah, I remember those yeah. that day. Yeah. Uh I was like, All right, uh well I'm gonna head back to South Carolina for a couple of weeks and you know, when this all clears up, I'll be back up. And he's like, All right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of weeks. Maybe a month is what I thought. And then I was down here for like three months and then And like, then it well, just kept going. Well and yeah, going, and then, like all my going. stuff all my stuff was still back in Chicago. So I was like basically paying seven hundred dollars a month to store my shit in a apartment in Chicago. Yeah. So I went up and like sold a bunch of stuff and moved all my stuff yeah. back home and was living with my parents for a while. 
Yeah. It's well, um, yeah, dude, a house gig here would be sweet. I think yeah. Greenville's more and more of a it's, it's, destination, and it's I getting think. it's getting better. It's getting bigger, and the the theater community here is getting bigger and better. And it's uh, uh, there. There is an untapped sort of resource in Greenville as far as like uh, theater technicians go. Uh, there's like a ton of super talented people that nobody knows about. Huh. Uh, and that's a highly sought after position. Yeah. I mean, in the, there like, aren't that many people in the country that are that specialized in this stuff. There's not really, but there, it's, it's, it's a huge community, but it's also a very small community. Like there's a number of people, there's people that I have met like on shows that are coming through Greenville, like Broadway shows and whatever that know my brother and know my uncle through working with them. Okay. So your brother yeah. and uncle both do this too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it's it's insane. Like, there's uh, a couple shows coming through this season that I know people on that I've worked with, uh, and then uh, that I know through my brother. Um, and it's just like it's a small fucking world. Yeah. Like, um, I had no idea about this. I, I used to. I used existed. to go when I was on when I was on on the road. If I would go, I would when we would go to when we were in a house, like whatever house, whatever uh, theater. I would go find the the wall tags and find my my brother and my uncle on and nine times like ninety percent of the time I could yeah yeah ninety percent of the time I could find like it's like oh there he is there he is he was here with this show and this show and then my uncle's been there with like he's been doing this my whole life right right he was on the road forever and so like I'll find I'll find like five shows that he was with on on the like tagged on the wall uh-huh. it's like. What didn't you do? He's yeah. like, not a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Yeah. So, uh, so you're happy doing what you're doing now? Doing I am. Comedy, doing yeah. the lighting stuff. Yep. I wish they didn't conflict as much as they do. Yeah, that's interesting. Because I, Cause what nights of your week are occupied for lighting stuff? Well, the well, just Typically. for for theater work in general, it's it it depends. That's the thing. It's like. Sometimes my work, my day is nine to five. Sometimes my day is nine to one. Sometimes my day is one, one to nine, right? Like mm-hmm. one in the afternoon to nine night. Sometimes like, uh, when we were loading out, uh, Hades town, I was there from 11, uh, 11 AM to, uh, three, three o'clock m- Monday morning. Oh, wow. On, 11 AM on Sunday to three o'clock in the morning, Monday morning. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and uh, which sucked, but that uh-huh. check was nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, you know, after a certain certain time, you get like time and a half, and you get you know different rates for show call. It it was just like I got that check, and I was like, Ooh, "Yes, please, more of that." <laughs> I don't care that I was li- I was barely I barely no, it wasn't even three o'clock in the morning. It was it was la- it was later than that. It was. Like six o'clock. Holy shit! That's right. It was like six o'clock in the morning when I left. Damn. It was bananas. <laughs> yeah, you're solving a problem though, right? Well, yeah. basically just taking taking stuff out of the air and throwing it into a truck. Oh, oh, well, that yeah. that kind of sucks. Yeah, it's it basically yeah, like basically just throwing cables in boxes, mm-hmm. putting lights in boxes, and then uh, pushing those boxes onto a truck. Yeah. <laughs> It, um, it was yeah. It was just a long day. 
there anything you want to do creatively that you haven't done yet? Um, I I'd like to I'd like to write a show, like write a script uh, that I'd like to do, um, like a play or a like Broadway a play, musical or something. I don't it, just anything a play a, a you know a TV show something movie I don't know mm-hmm. I I'd like to do that I I need to sit down and write but like. I either have like no ideas or too many ideas. Like yeah. I want to do everything, but like, and then like it ebbs and flows or like, I'll have an idea. I'm like, ah, that's stupid. There's or, something about having a constraint on your idea, like a time frame or like yeah. somebody telling you to do it. Right. Um, that helps it come out because I've, sometimes, and sometimes it just makes you not want to do it at all. It could make you not want to do it at all. Yeah. But if I you're put into, yeah. Like the only reason I ever made this short video that, that like, let me to do anything in yeah. comedy was because my company asked me to do it by this time. <laughs> so I was like, Oh great. Well, yeah, let me do that. And then once I had the constraint in mind, I, I, I actually did it. That's why, uh, I feel like some stuff is so hard to even get started. Cause you're like, well, it's getting started. There's a book called the war of art that talks about that. Yeah. Like procrastination is a big, right. Uh, well, resistance then there's, barrier. There's, and, there are actual barriers to entry in some things. And then there's imagined barriers to entry uh-huh. and some things like uh, I forget who it was on your uh, on the podcast that was saying um, like yeah I didn't know I, it was Jess uh, Jess Cooley uh-huh. was like it's like yeah I didn't know you could do this yeah like yeah you can and then and like when uh when when started doing secondhand futon stuff uh, like where are we gonna do shows. And then we found out that there was the open mic coffee underground. I was like, yeah. Oh wow. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just taking that first step is, uh, yeah, it's hard. There's a way, um, it might be very modest and not glamorous, but you know, um, well, and the other thing is people expect immediate success <laughs> and they're like, no, that's not how any of this works. Yeah. Like you should kind of expect nothing. Yeah. Ex- yeah. Expect nothing to happen. Don't expect people to ask you to put on show, to to be on their show. Ask people to be on their show. Like, hey man, you're booking the show. Uh, can you book? You know, you got a spot. Can I get a spot? Mm-hmm. You know, they will. They can and will say no. Right. Like, you know, depends on what they need or uh-huh. you know, if if you need to be at a certain level to do. But like, yeah. keep working at it. Like, uh-huh. you know, no one's gonna come up to you and like. Like it's not the end of the Muppet movie where like you're gonna you know sign a contract and like for fame and fortune and yeah I don't actually I gotta see the end of the Muppet movie that happens yeah that's the end of the Muppet movie they go into like basically the you know <laughs> the king of Hollywood basically is what it is is yeah. it's what it feels like and it's like it's like uh, and here's a contract for Kermit and his friends the Muppets yeah for fame and fortune basically and it's uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> such a ridiculous movie yeah. like I, like objectively if you watch it it's just like this is real dumb yeah. but it's one of my favorite things uh-huh. it's, I, I love the Muppets yeah um, uh, yeah I kind of I would like to write something too like right? a script or something I would like I need the other thing I want to do I want to get uh, Nerd Quiz Live going again Nerd Quiz Live well, that we was the talk- show you were telling yeah, me about we were talking yeah about before, so you and Craig did this podcast it was yeah it was a podcast um, that with uh with our friend Michael Channing. He was the host. He uh-huh. was the, the quiz master. And um it was me and Craig and then we'd have two other comics or just friends of ours, uh and we would 
it would be a quiz show. It was like uh-huh. we had points, we had buzzers, and people got points, and like mm-hmm. there was sort of teams, but then not really. Like it was uh-huh. each individual thing, um, and uh, because I have, you know, just useless useless knowledge in my brain, like mostly is what you know mostly what's up there is like yeah stuff that nobody needs to know or cares about yeah um i i won a lot and yeah. became and became the villain of uh of the show so it was everybody it turned into while everybody was still getting individual points it turned into everybody against me hell yeah dude <laughs> that's what i was saying you were like ben stein yeah Win right? ben stein's money you're the yeah. smart guy that yeah it was uh well, I don't know if it's smart. It's just I memorize a lot of nerdy shit. Hell yeah, dude! You're a good person to have on the podcast, uh, or like any podcast. Like you should have your own. Like I've thought about has it. Has a lot of knowledge. Hell yeah, dude! I've thought about it. I just, it makes I just things interesting. I just don't know what. Like I've been trying to convince Craig to do a podcast with me, and he's like, "We don't. The world doesn't need another podcast you know about two white need? guys talking. The world doesn't need." Another person saying everybody has a podcast. Yeah, that is becoming cliche. Yeah. Saying everybody has one is becoming. Yeah. It started. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, and it started had, to swing back. Yeah, and we've had. And like, I get it. I get it too. But also, like, he and I have talked about like having like, uh, doing like uh, a fiction podcast, like a like a, like a story like um, like Welcome to Night Vale or um, where there's actually continuity to a story. A story, where story like, yeah, yeah. We've talked about that. That'd be and, a, and a then, lot of mental heavy lifting. Oh yeah, we've talked about that. We've talked about bringing back nerd quiz. Uh, but we not we need to get uh, the blessing from Channing or get Channing back uh, to do it. To me, that'd be hard. Uh, Is it because don't you have to have all three of you there every episode in you, live? You, you do. Um, you do. But if we schedule it right, it's yeah. it's fine. Like we did it. We did a live show once. We did the live show once a month. Okay. Um, so it wasn't. It was easier to schedule. Yeah. A- unless you know something insane happened. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, talked i've tried to convince him just like me and him talking like as like when we used to drive up to Asheville all the time uh-huh. we we were gonna uh just us just us just our conversation just get a, a zoom recorder and just, yeah. uh, and start talking and i've recorded one in the car with this yeah. setup. it's not bad it's not bad no we did it it's uh, not that i mean i was driving it's a little dangerous but not terrible you know yeah but if you just get a zoom recorder turn it on it's like recording your set like mm-hmm. you just forget it's there and you just talk right right um I mean, I've had a lot of ideas for podcasts. I just need to like, I need to like basically step away from my safety net that is Craig. Like Craig is like Craig has been my safety net in comedy forever. Oh yeah, yeah. I like, didn't realize that there were t- there were times where I wouldn't go out, wouldn't go to a mic because Craig wasn't going. Okay. Because I was like, oh, I need my I need my my security blanket. There. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> uh, um, which I never actually realized until just now that i now saying that i just i've, ne- <laughs> okay, I've, ne- I've never i've never vocalized that yeah um well the the idea for this podcast i had like over a year before i ever did anything yeah. with it uh it You're was just sitting there percolating in the back of your brain yeah well there's a girl i met here i met her i think i met her on tinder and then we just like became friends we didn't yeah and uh it was in the middle of the pandemic i had started doing videos i hadn't had done my first stand-up set yet right and uh I would do these like little sketches that I made into videos that were pretty dumb, but they're on my <laughs> YouTube channel if anybody's bored enough to watch them. And after I finished that, I was like, okay, it was pretty stressful coming up with like a new script every right. week. 
And it was like, I don't know if I can keep doing this, but I wanted to keep generating content of some kind. Right. So I was like, well, a podcast seems like, you know, something that it is creative, but it's also more chill. You don't have to write anything. You yeah. just talk. Um, but I didn't know how to do it. And I didn't know. As soon as I started thinking I wanted to do one, I was like, oh, God, that's so cringe. Because as soon as you start to think, like, well, if it's just me talking, like, what the hell do I have to say that people might right. want to listen to? That's, that's part, that was part of my problem. Yeah. Like, have, like no, one, no one wants to hear my bullshit. But right. if I have someone. If you have a to, guest. Exactly. If I have someone to talk to. Totally. Right. I it, it completely yeah. relieved my anxiety almost after the first episode I recorded because yeah. I was like, oh, I can talk about them and I actually care. And then it's like, you know. Right. I talk when needed, but I don't, you know. Right. It's, it's you know. If, Hopefully less Not cringy. everybody can be Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I don't know how he does that. Or Tim he, Dillon does one by himself. Too, oh, does he? I haven't, I haven't heard that one. Yeah. But I like I like the idea of like, uh, of a podcast with like a structure that's, that's, m- m- more than just an interview show or like yeah. two people talking. Yeah. I do. I like, should add more structure to this cause I don't have any. No, this is but. fine. I, but I'm saying like, just for diversity sake, just like, uh, um, I like the idea of like writing a sketch, writing, writing a script for, sure. for, a you know, and do like old style radio plays, yeah. stuff like that. Or like, or like the, uh, nerd quiz live, like sure. have, you know, something like that, something different that's yeah. going to stand out. Yeah, um, I've thought about adding like adding segments or something to where because eventually like I'll have met basically everyone in the scene and we'll right. be on reruns. <laughs> I think we're on at, we're in the 30s of people now. Yeah, and, uh, you always meet new people through networking. You always you so. always meet new people, but also bringing people back, you'll have bringing different stuff back. to talk about. Hundred percent. Yeah, and uh, but just having maybe recurring stuff where we we talk about shit like this week, like what's going on. Right. Like maybe there's a big new special out or there's some controversy yeah. or just well, that's what know. I like about. Uh, I like the the top of your your uh, your podcast about like this is what's going on in comedy this week. This is you know these are the mics. This here's is, the guests. Yeah. yeah, I just wanted something to say at the beginning. I obviously, don't have advertisers. So, yeah, well, yeah. Someday, maybe one day. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing. That's the other thing I want to do too, though. Is like make like fake ads. Like make, I like, thought about make, that. Like fake products. Like, I thought about that. It's it's so much fun to to write stupid shit like that. Yeah. It's just you know. Or I thought about promoting stuff I actually use. But yeah. like they're not paying me for, but just like obscure shit that like didn't really, yeah. Like uh, I'll I'll say this, I don't even care. I uh, going bald is my biggest fear. <laughs> so if you see that, I have that laser hat there. There's the box in there. Do you see that? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, dude, it's like a dude. baseball cap with lasers. Oh, I spent too much money on that. That is the saddest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and this I, is ridiculous. And I use Rogaine. Oh God, man! Yeah, wearable hands-free hair growth system. Oh yeah, dude. Good I, I could God, even, I could even put it on. Hey, and it's USB chargeable. Hey, oh hell that. yeah! <laughs> they act like it's portable. It's totally not. If I put that thing on, here I'll do it. Do it. Do it. I think, Howard. I, I think the mic is still going. All right, so you got to put a headband on. Anything for content. How's that look? Oh my god! Oh, dude, I look like a jackass. <laughs> but see the back. Like you can't. What are you gonna do? Put this in the. <laughs> you just put it in your pocket, I guess. Yeah. All right, uh, I'm taking this. <laughs> but look at how bright that is. Holy dude. shit! Yeah, that's totally insanity. Weird. 
Oh God, David. Yes. Why? <laughs> yeah. Just. All right. Just embrace, embrace age and entropy. <laughs> yeah. See, stand up like helps you not care as much, but uh, I still cling to some vain things. I don't want to go bald. <laughs> I say that, but I'm like. That's I have why, like, that's the, why Travis I'm like the, str- the strongest hairline. You do, dude. It's, it's. I used to like everybody. Almost everybody that was in so like in the sonar division uh-huh. uh, was either had a widow's peak, a bald spot, or was already just fully bald. Yeah. And uh, I was just like, I don't know. In the service, you're saying? About. Yeah. In the navy. In the navy, and I was just like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. And they're yeah. like, Fuck you, Keen. <laughs> that is a stressor. <laughs> Like, I haven't gone bald, obviously, yet, but... Is your you know, dad bald? No, but my grandfather on my mom's side is, and I thought that was the genetic tell. That, that's, I think that's one of them, cause, but here's the thing. My grandfather and my uh, and my uncle, uh, my other uncle on my mom's side, are both bald. Okay. And I have not lost a, you know, yeah. I think a shred of hair. Yeah. I, full um, I think going hair. bald is a very traumatic thing, because... Yeah. The idea and the suspicion, like I had a high school buddy, Dan Angeli, who said, your hairline is so receded. <laughs> and I like couldn't stop thinking about it. You know, there's like a kid that like points them out yeah. and then you like obsess over it. Oh, man. Yeah. It's find, finding that, that one that one thing you're the most insecure about and shining yeah. a light on it. Yeah. yeah. 100%. <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway, that's why when Travis does his <laughs> when he does something where he's like. Like God did this to him. Oh yeah. Like, oh God. <laughs> and he takes his hat off. He's like, "Look at this. God did this to me." <laughs> God, his whole his whole set last night. That it was like. Uh, Had you seen him do that yet? No. Okay. That he, was the first time I've seen him do he that. He did the washed in the blood thing oh, at the radio god. room. The first time I saw. Oh it. my god. He did a different intro to it. I don't want to burn Travis's bits. In fact, I think as long as schedules don't conflict, he's going to be doing an interview tomorrow. Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, definitely talk about. It, but just like. It was like watching a, a a solo fire sign theater sketch. Yeah, that was, it was like where did what? Worst, worst, worst. I didn't know where he was going with it. <laughs> I, I didn't seen either. It already, but I didn't either. I was like, and just, and then Craig's afterwards like, you reversed the flow of water inside of Adam Schulte's head. <laughs> like you made a man spit take like a goddamn cartoon. Yeah. He uh, is a funny, funny man. Oh God! Like I don't even understand him yet. I don't understand how his brain works. Yeah. I don't. He's. I. Oh God! There's so many, so many talented people in Greenville comedy. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I I love it, and I love that like, the, the scene is resurging because like I said, it died for a while. Like for the most part, it was like, me, Craig. Schulte and a handful of other people but it was like not great and yeah. not like the comics weren't funny it was just like there wasn't a lot of energy around a lot it of, or... not a lot of energy and like my favorite thing about stand up my favorite thing about comedy is the hanging out afterwards yeah it's like the hanging out and talking and like riffing 100%. and all that stuff uh, and there were just people who would like do their set and go and peace out immediately yeah. like yeah alright man bye like that's why I like going to we go to karaoke afterwards, yep, right? Yep, or Sharkies like, on Mondays. Yep. We'll do Sharkies on Thursdays, too. Yep. Um, I need to start coming out on Thursdays more, too. Yeah. I just haven't been off. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was funny. You know, I... um, There was a period early on, or like... 
um, I don't know, maybe late last year, early part of this year, before we would hang out a lot afterwards. Yeah. At least, you know, some of the Comedy Zone people. And uh, I went to Charleston. And uh, I don't know if you know, you know any of the Charleston comics? I know a couple of them. I know, like, the newer people, probably, okay. like Doug Allen and Austin Hughes. And, I don't know them. Um, no. Yeah, anyway, well, they invited me to, like, more or less an open mic at one point, And mm-hmm. uh, I just, I stayed over. Um, right. And uh, they all went out after. And it was like the coolest thing. Right. It's the best. And I was like, why aren't we doing this more in Greenville? It was like a lot of times we'd leave after our session. Well, we used, to, we used to go up to Casbah after the open mic at Coffee Underground. We used to go okay. walk down on Casbah because they had a late night happy hour. Uh-huh. And so we'd go there, have a couple drinks and hang out. And yeah. it was some of the best times. Yeah. Okay? The hang is great. Yeah. For sure. Um, <sighs> yeah. You almost need to have that. Because then it's like less about, okay, like if, if you bombed or if you did great, it's not really about that. Right. It's about, and know, that's the other thing. Like we would. You have to be obsessed dine, with your set. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time we didn't even talk about the mic or the, or our sets. We'd talk about like jokes we're working on or yeah. like just comedy in general, like, you know, uh-huh. or, or just hanging out and talking about whatever. Right. Yeah, for sure. Like it wasn't about, you know, performing. It was about mm-hmm. just hanging out. Like for it was. Sure. And like, you know, people you know got married had kids and drifted away and stuff like that or yeah just didn't want to do it anymore like, right it's like right. uh you know just some people just like you know like nope i'm out bye like all right cool you don't want to see anybody all right neat all right yeah do you feel like you'd ever stop or do you feel like you oh, always no, i've do tried it? to stop yeah like that that bit i was telling you about the 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 gender reveal party i was trying to quit comedy i was like i was done uh-huh. and then i'm like i wrote that bit and i was like well, I guess I'm done. I guess I'm not done because that's a that's a pretty decent bit. Yeah, and it, it's never done well. It's never done well on stage. I love it. Right. I love. It's one of my favorite bits, but I never do it but anymore. It, yeah. it doesn't work. Yeah, I don't think uh, I can stop. Yeah. Um, I've I mean, tried, I, I tried could, but I'd times. be such a horrible version. Like I've been down yeah. a road that and, isn't expressing myself right. like this and in this just, way, and I'm get, like, dude, I don't want to be that person. I'd rather be. I get antsy if I yeah. don't go up for a while. Yeah. Uh, or like, you know, I, I. It's it's weird. I feel like I need to be on stage yeah. at least once a week. Yeah. You know, Tucker Lawson had a comment. I don't know if you caught his episode. I did. Yeah. So he described it. I actually clipped it. It's on the Instagram page. But he said he described it as a frustration. Yeah. A sexual frustration. <laughs> I was like, yeah. He said he, he wasn't trying to be vulgar, he said. Yeah. But I was like, yeah. I was like, he's horny for laughs. And uh <laughs> And uh, it is nice to get the attention and yeah. the validation, but it's a lot deeper than that. I think it it's is. more than it's, just that. It's 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 not as much of like, oh, I need strangers to love me. It's just like, no, I need to get these thoughts out of my head and see that other people appreciate them. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Like I know nobody gives a shit about cats and rent. <laughs> I know that, but here's the thing: I have to get the thought that. Yeah. The thought that Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote that on a mountain of coke. He had to. It's the only way that makes sense. <laughs> right, right. This cat, this just. Yeah, like uh, it's either in his that or he wanted to stop ex- the idea yeah. at any crazy point. Yeah, it's, it's either that or he just wanted an excuse to put like 19 and 20 year olds in yeah. in lycra and fur and face paint and have right. them grind on each other for two hours exactly. with a 15 minute intermission. Exactly. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> Yeah, like, there's no other explanation. Yeah, your your cat's bit. I that's like a signature one I remember of yours. <laughs> that and, and Christian Bale. Oh God, <laughs> that is the Christian Bale bit is my oldest bit. My oldest bit that I still do. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I used to do a bit. Uh, I I because I I tried 
everything. I tried characters. Mm-hmm. I tried one-liners for a long time. Um, I because tr- I was like, I only have five minutes. I want to get as many jokes in as possible as I can and mm-hmm. do one-liners. I was like, nah. I'm just I feel like I'm better at telling a longer form story. Yeah, that's where uh, what you want to do. Yeah. yeah. But my favorite one-liner I ever wrote was. Uh, do you guys think the guys at uh, Fox News go home at night and watch The Daily Show and go, oh, shit, I did say that. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, am the asshole. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm more of a Fox News guy. <laughs> but I mean, but but like, but you know, you, you more, get what I'm I saying, right? Saying. Like, John Stewart would be like. No, 100%. Like, and I miss John Stewart. You I say that. Like John like, Stewart. Like, they would say this and then like, and we've never said that. Cut to the clip. And it would yeah. be them saying exactly that. Yeah, dude. No. It's network news is full of ass clowns yeah. on all And it's sides. not just Fox News. It's it's CNN, too. And yeah. it's MSNBC. And it's, yeah. you know, they all like I'm not themselves. actually a Fox News guy. I'm I just didn't think on the you, spectrum. I think I'm a were. little, I'm, I'm more you are more conservative. libertarian. Okay. And, yeah. And I'll share that. I like, I mean, hopefully, I don't. You There's know, nothing wrong with being conservative. Just I don't, don't insert be it in comedy too much. I don't try try not to. Yeah, but you know, the most political I get is talking about the the woman my mom tried to set me up with. Yeah, did she try to set you up with a hard right wing crazy <laughs> crazy chick? Because you gotta like, watch those. Go- like, uh, Matt, yeah, profile picture with a MAGA hat. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> anti vaxxer Like everything I say on stage. She, MAGA hat wearing anti-vaxxer who thought COVID is a, who thinks COVID is a hoax. Yeah. Nursing well, student. it's definitely not. The, and a nursing student. Nursing yeah, student. Oh, that's right. You mentioned, yeah. yeah. Nursing student. Like, yeah, that's a tough one. What? Like, how? Mm, okay. Like, and, and she was hot, too. That was the thing that pissed oh, me off. I well, so I could mad. overlook a lot of shit if she's hot. <laughs> I would probably have taken her out. <laughs> I, no, I thought about it, but I was like, no, this isn't going to go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and it wasn't even my mom really wasn't even my mom setting me up. It was my mom asking somebody she worked with if she knew anybody that, that I would be interested in Uh woman. I've never met. Yeah. My mom asking a woman I've never met. Right. If she knows anybody that she thinks I would be interested in. And that was the, that That was was the MAGA hat wearing. I was like, what the fuck is going on? It could be kind of hot. I, I have a, I have a joke that I told like one time. And it's not even really a joke. It's just how I think. You know, I'm I'm kind of right leaning, so I kind of am attracted to like the AOCs because yeah. I think it'd be really hot sexual tension. Like, yeah, <laughs> tell me about tell me about climate change. Here's the th- here's the thing. Though. There's there's sexual tension, and then there's insanity. Like you're a nursing, you're in a you're working. Oh sure. Yeah, you're working sure. in a medical field, and you think that this is a hoax. Yeah. Because like she literally, she did say to me, she's like, oh, so you think all this is real? I was like, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It is real. There's bodies. Yeah. There's, bo- yeah, there's, yeah. there's like, stacks I, of I'm in hospitals. Yeah. There's this, that's yeah. real. Um, oh but uh, I dated a girl, not dated. I went on a couple of days with a girl and uh, she was, uh, I don't think she watches this. <laughs> we'll find out. But she. Um, Stay tuned. <laughs> she was in a, her job was like a think tank. Uh, that was libertarian mm-hmm. and I agreed with everything she said but it was too much right on the day it was too much I was like I can't talk to you about free trade like like I can't talk to you about 
like all these policies. I, I just want to have a date. I yeah, just want to have fun. Talk, let's talk about. Did you watch Squid Game? Like what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Squid Game. Let's talk about. Let's talk what, about. Do you watch any reality TV shows? Let's talk about yeah. the Housewives of fucking like yeah Atlanta or something. I don't care. I just want to talk about this. Same reason why dating a comic could be hard. That's it. It is. It can be difficult. Have you dated can, a comic before? It, yeah. yeah. It, it, it can be real fun because it's like all right. You have a lot in common. Yeah, yeah. And it's like all right. I'm going to this mic. All right. I'm going to this mic. I'll see you later. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it's and it's somebody who understands the uh the mentality. Uh-huh. Like like I but I like the when I first got into this the girl I was dating was not in I was like you should come out to the show. She's like I don't want to hang out with with your stupid comedy friends. I was like, well, my stupid comedy friends are sm- smarter than all of your friends. So, <laughs> all of your stoner <laughs> friends. So, I don't know why yeah. you call them stupid. That's unnecessary. Yeah. Uh yeah. And then she, she was just like, why are you going out all the time? I was like, because I'm going to a show. I'm doing yeah, a show. Doing She's like, you're not going to make anything out of this. I was like, no. What okay. a bitch, dude. Oh, man. This is the girl that ruined my life. Like, she she destroyed me. That statement right there is one of the most, that is like the meanest per- thing anybody could say. That you're not going to do anything with this? Yeah. Yeah. Because respectfully, F you. And, yeah. and like, I, ugh. if you're, if you're, if you've ever tried it i have res- i have more respect f- right for exactly anybody. The, the, and the, it's, it's got nothing to do with well, anytime anybody says like i could never do that i was like yeah you can you don't you just choose not to. yeah just like if you ever want to I, anybody's like oh man i didn't know there was an open mic i thought i've always wanted to try that well show up at 6 30 sign up never do yeah they never do i'd encourage anybody to do it the funniest time though i've ever been told i'm not funny uh was from my sister uh we went to a clemson game and I was, uh, was home for Thanksgiving, uh-huh. so I was home for a little while before that. We went to the game that was right before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and my sister, when she drinks brown liquor, is mean. Oh, she's mean. Yeah. Uh, she, <laughs> she, so she's hammered, just wasted. And like I had borrowed money from my uncle to buy a car, right? Uh-huh. Then so. He paid. He paid for the car. I'm paying him back, right, at a cheaper loan than I could get anywhere else because uh-huh. my credit was shit at the time. And so, my sister's like, "Well, why don't you just drive your car? We are at the game, by the way. Uh-huh. We all rode together. Uh-huh. <laughs> or yeah. no, uh, we met her there because she was living on. Ca- she was li- she was going to school there, so she was living on campus. So I rode with my dad. And uh, goes, why don't we just take your car? I was like, because my car's not here. What do you? Wait? She's like, this is like. Well, you don't you don't even deserve that car. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. She's like, also, I don't know why you do comedy, Colin. You're not funny. I'm not funny. Nobody in this family's fucking funny, Colin. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> and it was at the, least she included herself. Oh, it was the funniest thing she's ever fucking said. It was like, I was like, what is happening? Yeah. She also apparently Did, at that moment thought I was like hitting on her friend. It's uh-huh. just like we went to the Esso Club and sat down. I sat down. Her friend sits down next to me just because that was the first available chair. And my sister goes loudly nope and like <laughs> pushes pushes her friend down and like <laughs> sits between us she's like that's not gonna happen i was like what are you what is happening today so like, she just likes to tear you down oh uh, well no she's just mean when she's she's uh when she's drunk on like whiskey did you take any of that personally oh no okay, no no, no. i was good. laughing the whole way i was just like it's like what are you what is wrong with you what happened yeah uh, who hurt you yeah <laughs> Dude, so I take I take criticism pretty harshly sometimes. Oh, me too. Some, I, uh, but like, but when it's my drunk baby sister. True. 
True. <laughs> so this is also the same girl who, uh, at my brother's wedding, uh, it was the girl. It was like I was dating the girl that I said ruined my life. The one that was like, "You're ne- nothing's ever. You're never going to do anything with this." Uh-huh. Um, uh, refused to come to my brother's wedding for a variety of reasons, right? And so my aunt who lives up in new york had come down she's like oh we were hoping to to meet your girlfriend i was like well she had school and she just got school in the morning and she had to work late today and she couldn't get off work blah blah, blah. you know making excuses for yeah for, for my girlfriend and my sister who was trash goes no she's just a bitch <laughs> <laughs> you came through in the clutch with that one she was right i would but i didn't want to hear it at the time <laughs> it was, yeah. yeah i did not have the best reaction yeah. to her saying that I uh, I lunged at her and my dad put me into a wall. <laughs> oh my gosh! He's like, no, like, you need to calm down. I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's funny. Sometimes family members can oh just know the right button just to turn it just a little yeah. bit. Yeah, well, they know that. Sometimes they're insightful too about the yeah. girls you're dating. Oh yeah. I mean, I've had family members like I've had two relationships end when they came home to meet the family. <laughs> the last the last two serious ones that were over six months. I could just see it in my family's eyes. They were like, they were nice, but they yeah. were like, mm, "Yeah, what are you doing, David?" They're like, "I was like, I don't, I don't know." <laughs> she was cute. They're like, she seems fun. I don't know. Maybe I should be listening to my parents all the time. There's the other thing. Maybe I, sh- maybe I should think for myself. Yeah, think for yourself. Like, take what they're saying, internalize it, yeah, and then see what you back think. then i don't know what to think yeah oh know. no dude i was with this girl for five years like yeah. we were engaged oh shit yeah we were gonna get married uh and then we had one big last blowout and i like called my mom i was like we just had a huge fight uh like the biggest fight we've ever had and, we and did she come we forward like oh yeah well this is all the things we've been thinking the whole time oh no no, no. This was, they had come forward before that like, oh they had already. my my like okay. the my girlfriend had been like basically isolating me yeah. like from my family and friends and all that. Oh it God. Was, yeah. One of those. Uh, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I realized, I realized much, much later, uh, that it was an abusive relationship. That was, yeah. Hard. Yeah. Like, uh, I was talking to, uh, a, a friend, a mutual friend of, of both of ours. And she and I was like, you know, going, I was like, I'm still, you know, still hung up on her. And then there's this and then the other thing. And she goes, that's what happens when you're in an abusive relationship. I was like, nobody ever hit each other. And my friend goes, oh, honey. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's when I realized like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was like, yeah. Uh, but I called my mom. I was like, can I, can I come home? She's like, <laughs> she's like, absolutely. So I threw all my shit into my car. Yeah. Everything I owned that was in that house. Damn. And like. But we were living together. Yeah, we were living, we were living together. It was, God, it was fucked up. I'll talk about it more later. It was like, it was a whole fucked up thing. Yeah. It was just. Living insane. together, that adds a whole other dynamic. Well, it was living the together, breakup. her, oh God, her, uh, her mom and her mom's boyfriend were living with us. Her sister and her sister's boyfriend were living with us. And I had only agreed that her mom would live with us uh-huh. to help with the rent. Because it was, it was a house. It was, uh-huh. it was a pretty big house. Right. And then her mom's boyfriend moved in and then her sister moved in and then her sister's boyfriend moved in. Right. And like they like modified like the screened in porch so that her sister had a room and uh-huh. it was just like I and that I that was the last straw. Like I was like that's what the fight was about. Right. It was just like that. And then like Jeez. apparently her, her mom's boyfriend was waiting to hear me hit her. 
so he could bust down the door and beat the shit out of me. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is you got out of a crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Situation. And like, she she got she got mad at me because I got mad that she called my mom a cunt. And I was like, call her that one more time, and like, yeah, it's like Bill. Yeah. <laughs> it's like call her that one more. Like my mom and I have our own separate issues, but like, it's like you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like you this don't know bitch. anything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker right oh here. My God. Yeah, dude, it was a insane situation. So my mom's like, "Yes, absolutely, come home." Yeah. And so I. Uh, so what, you want to get married? Not anymore. <laughs> I'm not proposing. I mean, in general. <laughs> I mean, sure, man. Let's, let's, let's go. It's legal now. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Make an interesting couple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I haven't tried that yet. But you think at some point you want to? I don't know. Maybe I. I. How old are you? If you don't want me, thirty-five. Thirty-five. Okay. I don't know. I've thought about it a couple times. Like I said, I was engaged to that crazy woman. Uh, I almost got engaged. Uh, I was going to propose to to a girl, and then she cheated on me. Uh, so that was super fun. Um, but yeah, after after that, it's I haven't really thought about it, and I've been more or less single. Like a couple fairly long relationships, but nothing super yeah. serious. Yeah. So I haven't really. But pretty happily about it. single though too, right? Yeah. You're, you're pretty. Yeah. yeah you're doing. Your yeah. Thing. Despite what I say on stage that I hate being single, I only hate being single because I'm bad at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like being single for the dating material, but yeah. Um, yeah, I enjoy I enjoy it though, um, and uh, I I wouldn't mind being in a relationship soon. Right, um, it's it's nice. It's nice to have someone to come, you know, come home to or like yeah. hang out with. Or I'm not like, yeah, super desperate for one, but um, yeah. and it'll it'll happen when it happens. That's, uh-huh. that's been my philosophy for the past couple of years. Yeah, like, half the battle is just getting your own shit kind of settled. Exactly. That's because if you're in a bad place and you think the relationships what's going to fix it, yeah, yeah, no, no that's. And that that's was my horrible. that was my problem for a long time. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's like me too. Oh, you know what's going to fix everything? Dating somebody. Yeah, dude, I was so goal oriented. I literally had that on a goal that I like get married by X day. Yeah, well, I had all of these goals, and one of them was okay, be intentional. Like, and it's good to be intentional, I guess, about dating yeah. and shit. But very like engineered. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. Because you know, I mean, because then you'll like end up in a list. bad situation. It's pretty romantic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing more romantic than checking a box. Oh yeah, dude, <laughs> you are number three on my list, <laughs> right after my retirement goals and make a podcast. Get married. <laughs> You're number Check. three. <laughs> You're number three. Yeah, make a podcast. Wait, wait, wait. Make money. Do a podcast. <laughs> Get married. You don't have any idea how important it is to get the top five. That is rare air. You're number three. I would love to see someone's reaction to that. That would be. Yeah. I wish I had that old list. Um, I don't know. I think I might have it saved. God, I can't imagine. <laughs> how long have we been going? Two hours. Oh, wow. Actually, yeah. Do you have a hard stop? No, I'm, no. I mean, I don't have a hard stop. I was going to go to Doolittle's. So what time is Doolittle's? 7.30. What time is it? 7.30. <laughs> is it really? Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, well. Um, what's your biggest dumpster fire story ever? Uh, I've been thinking about this. Um, biggest dumpster fire. Um, 
Oh, the the year I was on the road, uh, on the road with uh, Finding Neverland. It was I was the assistant electrician for this touring production of uh-huh. Finding Neverland. The uh, uh, the series of events that happened. The show was the show was too big to fit in the spaces that they wanted to put them in. Uh, we didn't have enough time, and I, at one point, uh, my uh, head electrician so basically my boss my supervisor booked a flight in the middle of the night and left <laughs> without telling uh, only told me so I had to call my head carpenter who's, he just said F it I'm yeah, out <laughs> he called me up and he's like I had a bad meeting I had a bad meeting with our bosses and uh, I booked a flight for 8 o'clock tomorrow morning I was like what his replacement like, and he was already leaving he was already gonna leave oh, God. he was already gonna leave his replacement was there and his replacement was supposed to like he was supposed to train his replacement for like two more cities right and i was like well what about what about your replacement he's like he'll be fine you guys will be fine bye peace out i on the on the course of this tour i had gotten shingles and strep throat (laughs) i was so stressed out my my um my uh my immune system just bottomed out. Oh, so I got geez. shingles. My girlfriend at the time, I told, I told she's like, what? I told her I had shingles. She goes, isn't that for old people? I was yeah. like, thanks. Love you too. Oh um, my gosh. So I got shingles. I got strep throat. Uh, my head electrician failed in the middle of the night. Uh, my girlfriend cheated on me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> and one of my best friends died of cancer. Oh shit. It was it was a rough year. Well, the cancer and then, kind of yeah. And then I and then I, yeah. <laughs> story and then I uh, I left the show. I quit. And they're like and there had been rumors that like there like been whispers that they were gonna fire me anyway. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I was like, no, fuck you. I quit. Yeah. <laughs> you can't fire me. I quit. That way I could write this. You know, make the narrative the way I wanted it. Like, yeah. why did you leave? I left because of X Y Z. Sure. Right. Absolutely. Uh, I left because. My life was falling around, falling down around me, yeah. and uh, so yeah, that was my biggest dumpster, dumpster fire. That was a whole year. I kind of that sucks, <laughs> dude. That that remind like I kind of appreciate those stories where a guy just ups and leaves. Yeah. Oh, that is so epic. Like, there's so many times in my life where I've wanted to just do that, like just middle of something. Well, part of it was like I wanted to be home. Like, so she was she was dying of cancer, and it was quick. Like she was diagnosed, and then was dead within a month. No, that's awful. Yeah. Uh, and they would not let me, they would not let me leave the show uh-huh. to go like, well, like, well, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do there. Yeah. You know, everything you can do there, you can do here. I was like, okay, cool. Uh, I would like to be able to say goodbye to her. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, she passed. I was able to go to the funeral. Had to leave the funeral to get on a plane. To go back to work. Yeah. Uh, because. That uh, kind of environment. Well, yeah, yeah. And it was because like she passed. I went home and they're like, well, you need to be back by this day. I was yeah. like, well, we don't know when the funeral is. doesn't matter. Yeah. I was like, so I'm going to have to leave. What if I have to leave before the funeral? I was like, like you got to be back. Cool. And I didn't last more than another month there. Yeah. After I, that. I can I imagine like, that'd be done. a deal breaker. It yeah. sucks when companies are like not. Uh understanding of things yeah i, I mean like, most companies probably are mostly about a bottom line and and oh yeah absolutely thing. and i get but some companies cultures are cool where they'll yeah. be like look take take every time you need yeah here's the thing yes the bottom line is important but 
people are important. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you need to take care of your people. Of course. Otherwise, your bottom line is going to be fucked up. Of course. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, and there was a lot of things on that show. Like, luckily, I also like met a girl that, you know, and she and I hit it off and dated for a little while. She lived in Chicago, and like, so we dated while I was in Chicago, uh-huh. and uh, she was there for me like through this whole thing. Nice. And like supported supported me like like leaving. She's like, you need to leave. I'm yeah. Like, do I though? Mm-hmm. And then like shortly after I left, she left. Uh, she's like, yeah, I didn't realize how much uh, you supported me. I was like, yeah. oh wow. I mean, yeah. I was literally crying into your chest. Yeah. Uh, when I found out my friend died uh-huh. uh, in Wichita Falls, Kansas. Yeah. Oh wow. God, it was rough. Yeah. It was a rough, rough. Week. It was a whole. That was just the whole year. So that's my that's my biggest dumpster. That's fire. pretty good. <laughs> that's like not just an acute incident. That's no, a that's that, a that was yeah. That's a season of life. Yeah, Oof. <laughs> it was. Yeah, that's good. It's my least favorite year, but I did make some really good friends through that too. Hell yeah! So positive spin. Yeah, trauma bonding, man. It's a real thing, dude. Totally. I'm all about the positive spin. <laughs> like I, it's a similar like the friendship I have with the, the people that I that I met on that show. Is similar to the the friendship I have with people I met and served with in the Navy. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. it's, it's kind of like that. Yeah. Very cool. Um, yeah, there's something about going through really hard shit, right? Partly why comedy crews are are pretty um, can be pretty close. Yeah, while we're fucked up, scenes. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we're all fucked up. Yeah, everyone's and we got all a little bit of do really hard stuff a lot. Yeah, everyone's got a little bit of trauma, yeah. and if you don't. What was I said? Everybody does. I think if you do, like not having trauma is trauma in a way. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like if you're too bubble wrapped your whole life. Oh, yeah. And like you got some repressed shit you haven't dealt with. Yes. uh, Okay. Yeah. Now that you've explained it like that. Like wives. Yeah. Kind of. Yes. Perfect. That's kind of how I felt my life was. One of my favorite things uh, Jeff Thompson ever said to me was uh, (laughs) he goes, you know, it's like, yeah, everybody talks about trauma, their trauma on stage. Like. I don't talk about my trauma on stage. And Jeff goes, yeah, but like you can tell you've got something like just behind your eyes. I was Jeff like, said that about you? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was like, yeah. I thought you I was look, a fairly happy-go-lucky like, guy. You look like a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I look like a guy who played a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, Christian Bale. And not even that. He, yeah. Like that whole, all the whole thing with American Psycho, the movie anyway, is that it's all in his head. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so, so do you have a fantasy you play out in your head where you murder people? No. 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 I mean, everybody has those thoughts. You just got to. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to. You know, I think it's hey, a you, Simpsons just, episode. you just got to acknowledge them and let them go. Yeah. Everybody everybody <laughs> has that voice that says, like, you know, murder, uh, stab. Whoever. I haven't done that bit in a while. I need to do that again. My uh, my bad thoughts bit. Yeah. Yeah. Standing at the top of a tall building, like, jump. You might be Superman. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this in a movie once. Right. Forrest Gump with Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I haven't thought about that bit in a long time. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Best piece of advice that, hmm, the funniest piece of advice I've ever gotten yes. was from my mom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was you know growing up you know she's got three teenage boys uh-huh. don't put it where anything can grow in a, in a vagina <laughs> it's yeah. basically yeah don't put it where anything can grow or a, or a potted plant 
Specifically, if it or, uh, yeah. Specifically, <laughs> I'm trying to think of yeah. where else you could put it where something could grow. There's not many. There's really only the one. There's really only the one thing. <laughs> but that was that was her advice. That was the, the, that the was the, that was the talk from my mom. Meanwhile, the talk from my dad was explaining like, all right, so you got a plug. That's the male end. You got an outlet. That's the female end. That's how that works. Like, <laughs> that was your sex talk. Yeah. This is after my brother and like, and it was me and my brother, my middle brother. At the yeah. Time, uh, we were already in like either like late, late middle school, early high school. Uh-huh. So we like, and we'd already had sex at. Yeah. And so it was just the most uncomfortable conversation right. I've had with my dad. The act, the best actual piece of advice I've ever gotten is, um, um, uh, just keep doing it. As far as comedy goes, just keep doing Hell it. Hell yeah, dude. Just keep like that yeah. is great advice. Yeah. Just and that's what I tell. It's like Dory and Nemo. Just keep just swimming. Keep yeah. Swimming. That, and that's what I tell. Like that's why any time a new comic comes up to me, it's like, "Will you got any advice? Just keep doing it." Because yeah. any advice that I give you is going to be uh, colored by my experience and what I find funny. That's really wise keep, of you to keep say. Keep doing what you yeah. want to do and just keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's... I, and even if even if you have advice, like if I give advice ever, I, I always say, take it with a grain of salt, please. Yeah. Please. I'm basing this off of yeah. five like, minutes I saw or... Right. Well, then there's a difference between like advice and like, ooh, I thought of a tag for your bit. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you have a tag, say it right away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like ad- advice-wise... Just yeah, just keep doing it, and then um, the other thing I like to say to people is, yeah, you know, like I said earlier, don't you know if you want to do something, if you want to be on a show, ask ask the yeah. person. Like no one's gonna come up to you and invite you to things. I uh-huh. mean, eventually they might, and you know, but like when you're first starting, nobody knows who you are. Yeah, just keep going up. Just yeah. keep doing it. Yeah. Ask and you shall receive. My, yep. That that advice is given to me with uh, job promotions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you need to ask for the raise. That, yeah. like, like my dad runs a business and he tells me like he'll pay his employees fairly, but right. he might pay them more if they ask. Right. I think my dad's employees are watching. <laughs> <laughs> Hit up bitch for a raise. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, you you feel like you're worth it, you know. Yeah. And you put in your time, and it's not like you know tone deaf or delusional. Like yeah, you you know. Yeah. So. Yep. I, um. I think it was yeah it was charlie that, that told me and i was like hey charlie like, and he'd only he hadn't been doing it that much longer than than i had charlie who charlie uh um completely Do I know his him? name no no he oh, moved up mind. to brooklyn uh okay. a while ago gotcha um charlie gray is his name jesus because he his, i knew him before comedy like uh-huh. we went to the same high school and so his stage name is different than his real name and so i was like charlie n- nope that's not his name yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's yeah. That yeah, that's the best advice I've ever gotten. Mm-hmm. And, and he I, told you that advice of just keep doing just it. Just keep doing it. Yep. Yeah. No, it's great advice. Yeah, it's great advice, and it's good life advice too. Yeah. Just keep doing it. Just don't kill yourself. Yeah. It's like as long as you're not there. Yep. You're still you're still in the you're still what in it. it. There was still a, in the game. Yeah, I wish I could remember who it was. It was some TikToker, and he's like some former former Marine or or SEAL or something, and he's like, "You're not allowed to quit." Who told you you're allowed to quit? Uh huh. Yeah, like because there's like you know. 22 veterans a day that kill kill themselves oh yeah yeah so like yeah you're not allowed to quit who told you you were allowed to quit Mm -hmm. oh shit you know and like that works for some people yeah really doesn't work for other people but like uh it's it's like that's you know for a specific 
type of person that, yeah that is really yeah really that was good. kind of a revelation to me too was uh the jordan peterson which i talk about way too much probably but uh his clinical psychological advice and a course he has uh, called maps of meaning which is uh-huh. available on youtube all of his lectures right um it's pretty heady stuff and it's kind of complex and hard to understand but he kind of talks about the uh how the brain is wired right and uh the dopaminergic reaction of goal you see a goal like literally just picking up a cup and and when you when you do it that action kicks a little little baby amount of dopamine and yeah. you move forward in the world like the process of that is how human beings are wired and that goal setting hierarchy kind of cascades upward into more um higher minded goals or just more into the future and the whole point is to keep moving. Right. That's why cocaine's a great drug because it simulates that yeah. response. It's like it's like achieving a goal. <laughs> it's like, I feel so, yeah. To, to, but, quote, um, to quote my, my, one of my favorite comics that I've known my majority of my life, everyone knows the bad thing about cocaine is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that joke. I yeah. love that joke so much. It's so dumb. It's so dumb and simple. Yeah. But yeah. uh, just keep moving. Like if you're if you're stagnant, that's not how you're wired up. Right. So it's it's normal to feel miserable if you're not moving. Yeah. So get moving. Set some goals. Mm-hmm. Without goals, without goal attainment, there's no positive emotion. So no goal equals no positive emotion. So that simple idea. I've never really listened to any of his stuff. I don't know. You haven't? No. Well, he gets. He gets lumped in as a right winger, but he's really not. Okay. Um, so I'd encourage you to listen to some of it. it like his clinical psychological stuff. The, the only thing that kind of bugs me a little bit is how he's kind of become like a cult of personality as a yeah. celebrity. Right. So, um, you know, but he is really smart. And uh, yeah. as a clinical psychologist, if you like the Jungian stuff, yeah. like archetypes, like he's got some really great lectures on like uh, Pinocchio. Like the allegory of Pinocchio and the meaning behind it, which right. is really powerful. Um, Lion King, he's got a really good lecture on that. So he's got some good good stuff. He got you know lumped in with the free speech kind of alt right. alt right kind of like claimed Ben Shapiro kind of yeah same, yeah same totally group, yeah. But you wouldn't be turned off by a lot of his clinical content, I'm sure. Yeah. So well, that's like the first time I heard about him. I was watching um, Cody Johnson on a. Uh, do some news on YouTube and he was, he was talking about, you know, Ben Shapiro and, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Steven Crowder and all that. And Crowder. Then, yeah. And then like mentioned, uh, Jordan Peterson as well. And that I was like, oh, okay. <clears throat> Had never heard of him until yeah. that moment. Yeah. And then I heard you mention him on, uh, the podcast on the yeah. Adams episode. You know, Jess Cooley's a big fan of Jordan Peterson. Is he? Oh yeah. Okay. Which is interesting for the practical psychological right. advice more so than then, any political leaning. In fact, I don't even think Jordan Peterson gets political, which is so weird. Right. I think the free speech thing became such a lightning rod of an issue. Right. That, that yeah, was yeah. the side he stacked up on was like, yeah, I think yeah. the government shouldn't be able to tell you which pronouns to use. I would be respectful and say the ones, but right. I don't. I don't. You don't yeah, think it's like, law. You know, he's more libertarian than right. Yeah. Exactly. It was more about the compelled speech nature of the law than it was about being prejudiced. Okay, but but I, that was my impression. Well, here's the thing. Like, <coughs> I'm I'm not against listening to the other side. Like, I for a while I would like uh, 
I would every once in a while I would watch like Fox and Friends or something and just like just like just to hear that other side and like do I still disagree with this? Like are they making are they making not even You shouldn't watch Fox and Friends. Well, this is <laughs> this is like 15 20 years ago, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> when I was like Actually, I don't even recommend watching Fox, Fox News at all. No, absolutely not. Um, it's so like, sound bitey. It's so freaking yeah, stupid. But like, I would, you know, I would watch, you know, I would watch Fox News just like, are they making a valid point, right? Uh, and uh, to me, you don't have time to make a valid point in the amount of network. Oh yeah, in a twenty-four hour news cycle, window, no, you need new yeah, well, stuff every day. Even, you know, between yeah. commercials, like you got to get your point out fast. There's no nuance or yeah. long form discussion. That's why, yeah. like. That's why podcasting, I think, is kind of cooler. Right. That's why, like, Rogan and Pete Holmes have, like, five-hour podcast episodes. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. Um, yeah, we're pushing almost three. Oh, shit. Yeah. What's uh, a, What was it? Todd's record was Todd was the record, right? He's yeah, three? Yeah, three hours. Three hours? If I tagged a 20-minute intro on this, it'd, <laughs> it'd, it'd beat it. I'm just going to yeah, fill good. time. I'm just going <laughs> to do material. Just killing time. Yeah, I'll do a set. Why not? <laughs> that would be. I should kill myself if I'm doing a fucking stand-up set. <laughs> to my to my tripod. Actually, oh. yeah. Be no different than doing a Zoom show. Did you do any of those during the I pandemic? Haven't. Oh, I haven't. Geo, I haven't. Geo, I got to reply to him. Geo asked if I wanted to do one. Oh man, I did. I did one in Chicago. They suck. Oh, it was awful. It was. It sucked. It was so bad. It was just like. You couldn't like hear like you you couldn't get or hear the response of the audience yeah. or and it wasn't even like an audience it was like it was just like I don't it was so it was yeah it's hard to explain why it was so bad it was just bad I could picture that being horrible yeah like even just like because I would do like Zoom hangouts with like my buddies from the road yeah. and like we'd have like uh, you know happy hour and even then it was like. Yeah. Trying to talk over each other and like and then like all right whose mic is on why is it echoing and right. like causing a whole feedback loop and all that so I was just like brutal oh. yeah it was bad <laughs> yeah well I might try and catch the Stu Little's mic so all right, we man. can probably wrap it up here but cool. uh, yeah dude before we go where are your handles how can people find My you follow you are, uh, I'm on on Instagram as nerdy comic and uh, drops and frustrations. Drops underscore and underscore frustrations for my juggling stuff. Hell yeah! Uh, for TikTok, I'm on. I'm drops and frustrations as well, uh, and it's all just juggling content. Uh, and then I gotta check that out, dude. I don't follow your TikTok and, yet. And, I need to. It's, uh, and then um, on Twitter, I am I'm nerdy comic as well on on Twitter. And Facebook, just Colin Keen. Yeah, if people add you on there. Yeah. Yep. If they would like to. Yeah, dude. Check Colin out. We're eager to see the. I'm eager to see the sketch comedy come back too. Me if you guys too, ever make work of that, I'll I'll force him to into it. Yeah, and you can catch Craig at stand up around town anywhere, yeah. uh, anywhere open mics are, especially Monday. Yeah, good stuff. So, all right, dude. Thanks yeah. so much for coming on, this man. It was fun, man. Appreciate it. Awesome. All right, thanks everybody. See you next time.